Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 68 of the Talking with a Dad podcast. This evening, got a few good topics. Topics that I'm excited about. Topics that I think Steve is very excited about. So, uh, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be a good night. A good evening. A good evening. Good evening. Um, you know what? We just don't find enough opportunity to work in catchphrases from movies. But I figure if you and I go out one day, right when the world returns back to normal, we think of our top 100 obscure movies with lines that we like from it, and we only converse with people from those lines in the movie. So you can't go outside of the 100 terms you've picked, and you have to use them. I only get 100 terms? I only get 100 terms. Okay. Okay. Um, can 55 of them be Super Troopers lines? Yes. I was hoping that 85 would be. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. What's going on right meow? <laughs> meow. You know what? One of the last times I had smoked the uh, marijuana was during that first time I seen that movie. And uh, mm. <laughs> that scene alone right there. Was it's amazing. It's, a, it's so good. It's good. Because it I was in that weird trippy place where I didn't know if they what I was like, did they just say? Meow. So I'm stuck in the stick as the stick is happening. I'm like, anyone else knows I say meow? Everyone's laughing. I'm. I should laugh too. <laughs> What's going on with you, Zach? Are you pumped? How's your week been, man? What'd you do? Who'd you see? Who'd you do it with? I don't like any of those questions. They're very leading questions. Potential, uh, uh, your honor, questions at some point or another. Um, no, I mean, week's been good, right? Week's week's been very good. We're doing two yeah. of these live shows a week now, so I like that. Uh, if you guys right. don't know, live viewers, we have those now. 9.45, yeah. Mondays and Fridays, we do the yeah. show live, and then uh, the show goes up 11 on Saturdays and Tuesdays. Sorry, I had to figure yeah. out what day tomorrow <laughs> was. <laughs> so, it's all, it's all a blur, really. You should it's tune in for that. You should tune in for that. Mondays are our deep dive episodes. I like those a lot, where we talk deep specifically dive. on one topic and start being very passionate, and then I have to break out Photoshop afterwards and break down why maps are shitty and why maps aren't. That was intense, dude. Like, because the crazy thing was, like, any person that busts out a, uh, a presentation, <laughs> you weren't going to let me, like, daydream on that. You're like, no, I don't think you're really paying attention, Steve. Here, let me start over. I'll erase everything I've drawn. I'm like, no, dude, please don't erase. I didn't so do like, that. No. I did one shot. I did one shot through about as best as I could. All right. Shout out to the audio listeners, man. Uh, we didn't even get a chance to do a countdown to the March to 400 because you guys got us to 400 views. Are we over 400? Yeah, we're over 400, brother. Shout out to the audio listeners. You I guys really are consuming content, consuming content, and I just want to give you an official talking with a dad. Oh, we appreciate shit. you. Yeah, yeah, right? Absolutely. You guys are consuming yeah, you... content on a, on a level unknown to most men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to, uh, to live stream people jumping in here with us every day, and shout out to our regular YouTube uh, viewers consuming the content. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate all you folks. It's a... Uh, it's been over a year. Zach and I have been doing this, and uh, you know, Manscape, Red Lobster, uh, all those places that we reached out to for sponsorship have not gotten back to us. But when those buildings mysteriously burn down to the ground, who's I mean, Red be Lobster's going out? Of, Red Lobster's going out of business anyway. Let's be fair. Um, oh man, I love Red Lobster. I love Red Lobster the way I love McDonald's ninety nine cents menu. Right? I it doesn't exist anymore. What the ninety nine cent menu? It, actually, it does. It's just not up officially. Oh, they get really, okay. If you go into any Mickey D's and you start rattling off stuff that should be on the 99 cent menu, they're like, yeah, I'm fine. 
Fine, I'll go get you. <laughs> They're like, just fucking, just give him the paper menu. <laughs> Has everything on it. Like the McRib is there all year round. <laughs> like, just get him his, just get him his goddamn McDouble. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, did you say McDouble? Because I ordered a double cheeseburger. Yeah, it's called a fucking McDouble. They're like, I actually, and I wanted on the sesame bun. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Just get, get the gun. Get the gun, <laughs> shoot the ice cream machine first, because we know it doesn't work anyway. Oh, uh, do you know what I wanted to talk to you about? I was going to send you the clip, but I figured you were having a good day, so I didn't want to send you the clip. So I've been consuming, I've been watching a lot of uh, Brilliant Idiots. That's uh, Andrew Schultz and Charlemagne the Gun. And uh, something amazing happened on there, right? Okay. So they were talking, they were talking about the 50 Cent. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. 50 Cent recently <laughs> endorsed uh, President Trump. Trump. Yeah. 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 And they, so. You know, they came to 50's defense and they were explaining why a man with that much money would defend Donald Trump. He's like, I'm not paying 61% of anything. But the interesting thing about it was they both turned on their engineer at one point during the conversation. The 50 cent thing is secondary. I can't even say what she said that made them turn on her. Basically, she equated men to a female body part, but she was the one that said it. So she thought she was going to do that thing. Well, like, I said it, so it's okay. I said it because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. And they absolutely, the entire room turned on her. It was hilarious, dude. Okay, I, like in that okay. moment, I could not have felt more awkward for this poor woman because she's doing that thing where you have to backpedal. She's like, "No, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I'm just saying well, that only weak people do that. Yeah, 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 you got to yeah. double down, yeah, right, and stand, Lean in. stand your ground. Stand your ground on your point. That's what you got to do. Dude, you got to slam your hands down on the table and say, "Listen, Grandma, I don't give a shit how you feel about the topic," and you just keep landing yeah, exactly. Even if it's not your grandma and you woke up in those people's house on Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what that strange family was doing in my new house, but. <laughs> dude, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, man. I know, dude. I know. It's so crazy. And Thanksgiving being around the corner means Christmas is right around the corner. I know. And then Christmas being right around the corner means that. New yeah, year. that's basically it. New Year. Yeah. I don't. I, I, then, I haven't celebrated New Year's in, in quite some time. I don't so. fucking care. I it's purposely go to bed before midnight on New Year's just to spite everyone else. <laughs> it's been working. I've been wondering why I was so depressed every New Year. I'm like, man, it's as if someone's going to sleep early. <laughs> <laughs> feel bad. Wait, is, is someone <laughs> trying to spite me? <laughs> is someone coming after me? Uh, what do you... You guys got anything jumping off in uh for the with the clan? Not the clan, but the family clan uh for Thanksgiving or is it? I have canceled? no idea. We haven't even fucking talked about it. I don't care. I'll just go to. I'll just show up either here. Or I'll stay here or go to my dad's house and figure it out. I guess I have no idea. Oh man, Thanksgiving! I seen some turkeys walking through my property the other day, and I was like, is it too early to get it cracking out here like there's got to be some type of restriction right i can't just go out there and bash those things over the head with a rock i mean there is a turkey out. season right right what communist came up with turkey season according to god every day is turkey season i mean i i guess i'm not going there i'm not gonna get into a theological debate with you um <laughs> but the state of new york uh deems turkey season um I don't know. Uh, the fall season is divided into six seasons. Uh, this, this is how it's described. New York State has both spring and fall turkey hunting seasons and a youth turkey hunt for junior hunters. During the spring, the season is open in all of upstate New York, north of the Bronx, 
and hunting hours are one or half hour before sunrise to noon. The fall season is divided into six season zones, and fall hunting hours are sunrise to sunset. So I love that they had to say north of the Bronx, as if there's someone south of the Bronx hunting turkeys running around yeah. Riverside Drive. <laughs> I was thinking they're probably going to be out in like fucking uh, Nassau County shooting turkeys and shit. Oh, could you imagine? There's that? no that turkeys on the island, dude. There's no turkeys on the island. There can't be. Uh, I don't even know how raccoons made it to the island. They weren't there when I was growing up, and then one day they just showed up. Conspiracy. You know, we need another conspiracy episode. I was uh, just delving deep into the dark uh, interwebs on top of there being raccoons in Central Park, and I've, I've, I've come across some stuff that I feel like we should talk about on the show. But I only can do it this time if we have real aluminum foil on our heads. The last time I asked to do that, you said aluminum foil was expensive, and I'm not wasting that shit. Yeah, I stole some from the shop, right? So it's cool. Oh, okay. Just walked right out of there. They're not really good at their jobs over there. No, because they hired children, and <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> children and elderly people. Actually, I'm actually going to have to get my flu shot at Sam's Club. It's why probably the last. To a pharmacy, huh? You do know I was going like to all pharmacies do it. Yeah, but the the appointment slots are pretty much filled up. I'm waiting. I'm on. I'm, I'm waiting for some places to uh, to drop out. I might go to CVS, but I also want to gamble with my life a little bit. Like I was walking through. That's Sam's a good point. I, I support this fully. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see how well the guy at Sam's Club does this. Right? Like, is he the guy that was just packing the meat and he's gonna come out? Just give me one second. He puts the just, jacket just like, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like cleans his hands. <laughs> But not well, just like does this and then like puts gloves on. He's like, oh, man, these gloves are. Yeah, you fuck the gloves, actually. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so so what else is going on with you, Zach, man? What? what Nothing, what, what, man. Nothing's going on. Nothing. Really? No, seriously. Nothing at all. I got, I got nothing going on. It's kind of nice, actually. That sounds amazing. Have you left the house today? Yes. Have you gone out? Have you gone out and smelled the fresh air, the yeah. world? After? Yeah, I was out. I was out early at noon. <laughs> what are you doing? I want to go to the grocery store. What the fuck? What do you got to know everything I got to do? <laughs> I just wanted to know what the world was like as you walked out as a man. I assume you didn't watch the debates last night, correct? No, I forgot that they were on, honestly. Oh, man, it, it was amazing. I sat through about five to ten minutes of it, and I was like, Yahtzee, turned it off. Uh, it was right around when they got to the China trade deal, and it just hit me that I was like, I have better things to do with my time. Literally. I'm going to go see what people, how people are reacting to the debates, which is always way more entertaining than watching the actual debates. But it's like, it's like, no, no. The way that people react to the, ba to the debates is this, right? You either had a right bias going in or a left bias going in, and that's what side you think won. Y right. You know, you know, there is never a debate where it's like, holy shit. If you're a Trump fan, you're never like, you know what? That Biden guy made some good points in this debate. No, you you are never going to say that because you're so blinded by whatever it is. It's, it goes both ways, right? If you're a Biden yeah. supporter, you're, you're never going to be like, you know what? Fuck, man. Trump made a really good point there. You know, it will never happen. So it, it doesn't make sense. Actually, you know what's crazy? I did have someone that's a Trump supporter reach out and they were like, man, I was uh, surprised by how well Biden did. And uh, I didn't respond to the text because I was too busy dealing with uh, the Internet trolls. But, man, there were some some great moments. <laughs> there were some great moments in Twitter last night. I found a few tweets that I didn't screenshot because they're actually people I know. And if I you know, if I said them out loud right now, they'd figure it out fairly quickly. But it was amazing to watch people. One person made a huge proclamation that the world was coming to an end today. 
So I went outside and waited in my front lawn and waited for the meteor or whatever catastrophe was going to happen to hit me square. (laughs) (laughs) You're standing out there in the middle, the middle of the, uh, the good old front yard there. Marvel's on our little runner and you're like, all right, boys, it's the time. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw this in my dream last night. Oh, so which one do you want to kick it off with here, uh, sir? Which I'll let you lead the dance because you are the dance leader. All right, all right. So we're gonna go off with some, we're gonna start with some fun stuff before we get into the uh, <laughs> the not so fun stuff right here. Um, I have finally convinced Steve to play a little bit of World of Warcraft, just a smidge. We played for what an hour and a half. Yeah, just just a small smidge. What'd you think? How'd you feel? Dude, you know what? So watching the entire like uh beginning cutscene, that was really cool. I, I don't know anything about the lore of uh World of Warcraft other than what I saw in the movie, and I've completely forgot that stuff. Yeah, same. So that was cool. Uh we did mostly tutorials, and at first I was like, This game sucks. And mm-hmm. then as we played more, I was like, Oh, this is fun. I can see why people mm-hmm. spend countless hours. And then when we started doing the dungeon, I was like, Oh, this is really fun. I had a good time. Okay. But that can only mean one thing, Zach. You can't play it ever again. Yes. <laughs> I can't allow myself to feel. Actually, no, I, I do want to play it again. This is one thing I'm going to have to push through. And I know it's me. I know this is a bias and I have to work through it, man. I need, I, I, I it's something about graphics where I want to be like completely immersed in the game. And I think that's the part I was struggling with. Like, I want to be so pulled in. How do you get there in that game? How do you get so pulled in? how you fucking i don't care about graphics i never have right obviously the game can't look like doom from like 94 or whatever right but like wow graphics are fine um if you if you put the graphics on ultra they're they're more than fine they're they're very acceptable in today's society as far as like a modern triple a title right and especially as as massive as of an mmo as as what uh, wow is um what gets me going is is like leveling a character getting yeah. getting the new gear going growing up essentially in the game right and that's super exciting um recently i've been collecting mounts you haven't you don't even know what a mount is yet right no. like i've been collecting mounts recently going around just doing like random like challenges and shit to get new things to ride um collecting titles i've just been collecting stuff waiting for shadowlands to come out um i think i have five or six max level characters now with like three more right around the corner essentially and yeah. uh, i pretty much have my stable of what i want to do going into shadowlands like already set up so yeah yeah I'm excited. no you know it was fun because it was like as you know you figure out the mechanics mechanics are fairly simple it's always fun playing a game with you you're like steve please just uh go ahead and click the right click there and you know auto run so i can <laughs> stop turning around so slowly yeah. but there was one point where we, when we were running through the dungeon, mm-hmm. and that's when I started having a lot of fun because it's like, you know, we're being attacked by everything that's in the dungeon. I was like, all right, I get it. I can see why sure. leveling up the character, why going through the quest, why it's so much more fun. It was hilarious that as soon as we finished that dungeon and we ride off to wherever that next part is, that big screen <laughs> came up. Like, ah. like, your trial experience is over. over. <laughs> so I think you get, to, I think you still get to level 20. 
Um, so okay. I think you st essentially still get 10 more levels. Um, then what we're going to do next, right? So I'll give you a little bit of a heads up, uh, is yeah. you get to a, you get to the horde capital of Orgrimmar. Um, uh, you go through, it, it teaches you a little bit about the city. Like, Hey, this is where the riding trainer is. And that's where the stable master is like all the other random stuff you get, and you get a mount essentially at the end of it. So you could like ride around and be a little bit faster. Um, and then from there, uh, there's a, there's a lot of different things to do because Shadowlands changed a lot. Usually you would level because like so they let squish the level back down to 60, right? So we're already a sixth right. of the way through. Um, before it was up to 120. So you would level from one to 60 in classic World of Warcraft, right? And then after that, you choose one of two expansions and then you do that till 80. And then you choose one of two expansions and you do that until 100. And then you play, I think, Legion until 110. And then you play. Then you did the battle for Azeroth, like the new, the current expansion, until you hit max level. But now you just because it's only you can only level one to fifty right now because the last ten levels are are locked until Shadowlands comes out. Um, you right. choose one of the old expansions and you could level through that old expansion, and it's it's actually fun. Yeah, no, I mean, I I I get it, man. Like for a long time, I didn't get it, and that was mostly just my living biased right i was mm -hmm. like this is the way video games are supposed to be they're not supposed to be this way and those people that do video games that way are obviously shut-ins who need to be heavily medicated and kept from polite society but now that i'm one of those people i realize that the game is <laughs> like it's great i gotta be honest with you you're right it is a game that's completely up my alley with the the lore of the universe yeah. you, you pegged that you pegged that correct like as i was watching that opening cutscene, i was like man it makes me want to go back if there are books to read i want to read the books if there's anything i need to know about who this guy is the dead king and who this woman is that just showed up and sunned him so i want to know all that stuff. <laughs> i want to know all that stuff it's crazy because all right, all right, just give me a second, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was all I had I dealt with another thing when I was playing the game. I came back to Avengers and your Avengers pitch, right? And mm -hmm. I was as I'm playing World of Warcraft, I was understanding your pitch more. Not that you weren't oh. articulate and you know pertinent with the entire pitch before, but I was like, now I really get it, right? I really get how this could have been something different if they had just taken the time to get people who knew what they were doing to do it. Sure. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing WoW again. I'll probably be back on there. You know, we got big fights coming up tomorrow. Uh, Sunday, you it's, know, his family. It's 2 p.m. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> 2 p.m. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you my plan, did I, brother? All right. So I know I don't have to explain myself to you, but I will officially be signing off of every social media platform that I'm on tomorrow. As soon as I get to the school, as soon as I punch in, and as soon as I get that first alert that the first prelim is kicking off, whenever that is, even from before I get to the school, everything turns off. I I don't want to. I don't want anyone texting me asking me if they like what my thoughts are. On Dude, the it's fight gonna be so annoying. Half of my experience of watching the fights is, is like our little side conversation. Yes, what the fuck I know. Is going on. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's actually literally gonna be frustrating. Um, okay. I don't get out to. I don't get out to six. That means I still got to go get groceries. Are right? you gonna watch oh, the whole thing? Are you gonna watch like prelims and stuff too, or are you just gonna no, watch the main I, card? I'm just gonna watch the main card when I get home, man, and okay. then uh, and then I'll have everything ready that I want to talk about, like you know, <laughs> with you on Monday. Also, another thing, and like I know we're talking about WoW, but just allow me to go on a tangent here. Watching boxing again, it ruined me, man. I'm, I love I'm, I'm boxing. Back. I'm back in it. Like I was, I was clean. My life had changed. You know, <laughs> like everything. Told me about this. Actually, you literally told and, me that this was gonna happen, dude. And like, if you look at my YouTube history right now, man, 
it's it went from a uh, atlas you know the uh, boxing uh not like a boxing commentator but he's a, a trainer atlas. yeah teddy atlas and he, he's a trainer famous famous right yeah so i watched like watch 80 videos of his boom knock those out right then i started going down the the rabbit hole of like well let me watch my classic fights watched like the hundred of those boom knocked all those out and i was like well let me know let me see who the up-and-comers are boom I'm deep into it. I was like, well, let's see what the betting lines are. <laughs> so now I'm Googling it. I installed a few apps on my phone. <laughs> like, and here we back. are. <laughs> He's pulling out like a giant stogie. <laughs> like I also, also, I, I happen to get into these really expensive giant cigars. <laughs> directly from Cuba. And how does that relate to, to World of Warcraft? Because I need, I need something like that to calm me down. That's actually what Shadow of a... Uh, Shadow of War was for me. Like that game is just solely at after a while, it's just about leveling your character yeah. up. But I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy. It. I don't know if I can afford World, uh, World of Warcraft in my life, though, man. That's so uh, there is like a way if you get if if you're good at farming gold, right? There's gonna be a very it's gonna be a very I think it's a hundred thousand gold or something. You could do yeah. that fairly easily within a month, and right. um, you could pay your way to a subscription with in-game currency. Now, it's amazing. It takes a lot, like a lot of time and a lot of practice of doing it, but you can essentially do it that way. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's it's. I don't even know how fifteen bucks a month. I have no idea. Dude, it's crazy, man. Because it's like, all right, so you pay for the game. Yeah, fifteen bucks it, a month. Well, no, actually, it's not crazy, right? You know, if you come from a Sony land, a Sony PlayStation or Xbox, this should this should be. This is very Easy money. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. Yeah, you're just playing. You're, you're paying for the, the actual gameplay service. I had a good time, man. I, you know what was funny about it, too? As we were running around the island and we're doing all the little missions with the, the horde for the orcs and stuff uh -huh. like that, I kept finding it interesting, the accents they were using while we were playing the game. Like, so the main There's a chick lot, dude. There's a lot. <laughs> you gotta, I don't even do, there's, there's, you got to remember, like, each new expansion, there has to be a thousand more NPCs or something, right? Yeah. So there's accents and fucking character development behind those npcs I, dude it's so crazy so what, what we're gonna do when you get back on we're gonna make sure you get level 10 and then we're gonna choose uh we're gonna choose an expansion uh, and then we're gonna do actual dungeons um and by choosing expansion we're gonna start off with classic dungeons first right because there's a there is a clear progression in how hard the dungeons get over the over the time of, of when world of warcraft is out right so like okay. classic when it was out originally 15 16 years ago whatever it was right very easy dungeons there's, there's essentially no mechanics to the to the boss fights right bosses right. are just more tanky they might have uh, one or two mechanics that that are that are difficult or, or going to be hard to do and then like burning crusade comes out Right. And again, still fairly easy, tanky, um, and they're a little bit a little bit harder. Right. Some have some mechanics, some have you know nothing. Right. And then you get to Wrath and it's like, OK, well, you still have to pay a little bit of attention to, to the way that the bosses work. And then you get to Cataclysm and you're like, OK, these bosses now in just regular dungeons have like legit mechanics that you have to pay attention to. Right. And okay. then, then you get into Warlords of Draenor, I don't even, I've done maybe seven Warlords of Draenor dungeons, like, I, I don't remember them. Uh, and then you get into Mist of Pandaria, uh, and then they have, like, again, like, legit dungeons that the bosses have mechanics and you have to pay attention to, and then it really ramps up when you get to Legion. When you get to Legion, it's like, holy shit, like, 
I need to be decent at this game to be able to complete a regular Legion dungeon because there are so many things going on. And then Battle for Azeroth is, is harder, and then I'm assuming Shadowlands is going to be even harder than that. Yeah, I was watching a uh, Desi play uh, last night for a bit, uh, just as, you know, get you know, doing my doing my research and stuff. And dude, uh, one of her characters got one hit by something in the dungeon, and then someone came along and helped her. And I was like, man, this it happens. I'm like, this is intense. Like, <laughs> I thought this was just like a Final Fantasy point and click, and you know, we kill it after no, a while. <laughs> no, so classic is like that, right? So the classic right. dungeons are like that. You go to Shadowfang Keep, and there is no mechanic there other than the first boss. Every like three times during the fight will pick you up and make you hover in air and almost kill you right but if you have a if your healer has any sort of brain whatsoever it's the easiest fight in the world right and then like you go to you go to legion and there's like you have to like legit like pay attention almost to raid level right you gotta remember though like on top of dungeons beyond dungeons is raids and uh raids are are actually like mechanic like there's a there's something is going to happen at this moment during this dungeon that's going to cause this thing to happen so you need to know ahead of time right and right. It, it, there becomes planning and like yeah it's it's i i like that because uh, the difficulty ramps up i like it you know it's crazy now that i think about it man all right i'm not i'm not going to have the correct words for this right but i, I feel hope. as if those uh, I feel as if though the people, uh, the developers of WoW, could have sat down with people who've made games that I've really enjoyed, and I would have liked to see what impact they could have had on a game. Let's say, for instance, like the Lord of the Rings game. Don't you think that someone who heads up the WoW department should have like been appointed to the Lord of the Rings section? Like, hey, this is something we're heavily different influenced developers. by. Different developers. Different developers. No, 100%, but I'm just saying you, Zach. Yeah. If you were the person throwing your money around and someone pitches a Lord of the Ring game to you, you're like, no, bring me the people from WoW. Right. I want the- <laughs> bring me Blizzard. Bring me yeah. Blizzard. See, here's the issue with that, right? If yeah. if you look and at, at what the the subscriptions were, right? Classic right, right. had a bunch, right? And Classic was loved, widely, like really, really loved. That, that's why WoW Classic is a separate game now, right? Um, because people loved it so much. And then it goes to BC, and then it goes to Wrath. And like those are the same developers this entire time, right? And that's like the peak WoW experience is the first three expansions, and it peaked in Wrath, and at the end of Wrath, it peaked at like fifteen or or twenty million uh, concurrent subscribers, right? Think about how how crazy that number is at fifteen bucks a month, at fifteen right. million, and then it just drops, and then it's been at like a steady seven million since, like still a crazy amount of things, right? But after Wrath, like something happened, right? That's when Activision came in and made the game more more catered towards like new players, right? This is the demise of every single game I've ever played is instead of just being the game and playing to the division that you had within that game, it's hey, we got to go we got to ca- uh, cater to casuals. Hey, we got to cater to casuals. Hey, we got to cater to new players, right? That's right. Exiles Reach is what we went through, right? That is the catering to new players because it, it's a brand new starting zone that teaches you how to play the game, right? You eventually would have made your way through once you figured out that, hey, okay, exclamation point, I got to grab that question mark, I got to hand that in, right? Once you figure that out, like I'm not saying just directly, Steve, I'm saying anybody, right? Once you figure that portion out, you know how to do that starting zone because everything, everything else, it teaches you how to do it, right? It teaches you how to play your class, it teaches you how to how to essentially do the beginning of it, and then you can do more research uh, there on out, but. 
yeah, it's it's weird because they they revamped that entire thing. I actually like the leveling experience now. Um, it's very quick. Uh, I think it took me twenty hours to go from one to fifty, which seems like a lot, right? But classic, it was a hundred and twenty hours to go from one to fifty. So Oof. they've cut out the huge like. I heard someone say that they cut out the barrier to entry for World of Warcraft because it was so long to get into the game and learn how to play it before, and now it's much much quicker and you get on to the better stuff, the dungeons and the raids and, like, PvP if you wanted to do it and, and like, the end game stuff. And it's really, really interesting of how they're revamping the game. It's funny. As you're, like, talking, man, uh, see, these, are, these are my favorite type of conversations to have with you. So the original premise for the show, Gaming with a Dad, was you coaching me on how to play shooters and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. as you're talking about them, you know, the demise of most video games being them catering to new players or AKA casuals making their way into the game. I think if more people had someone to walk them through and say, hey, this isn't as daunting as you think it is. It mm -hmm. really is. You just got to be willing to put in the time to learn how to enjoy the game. That's all it is. More, pe more people would spend time doing it and that's really my my biggest barrier with games i don't play it's like hey i don't have the time to invest to get to where i need to know where i can really actually enjoy the game unless it's ghost recon breaking point the greatest triple a catholic uh you know title to ever be made on the planet earth there's that's not even subjective. you got me there um it's not it's not even subjective it's just a fact just a but fact. I, I i get i get how that can be frustrating them starting to cater to casuals and there's a better way. I think there's a better way for companies to do that, man. I think there's an absolute better way to do it. I don't have the solution on it. Yeah, I can't I figure mind. it out. But then I you don't have mind to get, it, right? I don't mind right? it um, because it, there's a lot of creature comfort things. Um, like right. the mini map, right? So you know how we were explaining to you the mini map? Like when there's a quest, it shows yeah. you the area in which it has to be done. And it yeah. tells you where you have to go, right? That wasn't there in Classic. So it was okay. like, hey, go kill seven of these things. Good luck. And that's it, right? Like it wasn't there. You had you had to figure out like where these things were to go kill, and you know there's add-ons, right? I use a bunch of add-ons for my for my World of Warcraft. It looks it would look significantly different to you, um, right. than what yours looks like. Uh, so I use add-ons, but like so you could do add-ons in Classic to do Questy, which tells you where the quests are. But still, it's like it's like okay, well that creature comfort that's good. People were upset when they added the clock to the game. They have they have a clock on the mini map, and people were like, "Well, I don't fucking want that." It's strange. Um, so people were upset with that. The big thing that people don't like is the is the dungeon finder, right? So like, I can click a button and then just put myself into a dungeon, essentially, right? Or join a queue, and then my role will get into a dungeon. Um, people don't like that because it took away the social aspect of the game, right? Prior to that, you had to like type in chat, "Hey, I'm a level forty one hunter." Um, as a DPS looking for this dungeon, right? Razorfen crawl, right? Razorfen downs. And then it's like, okay, we got to wait for someone to either pick up your group or then you got to wait for someone to be like, hey, you know what? Me too. Let's make a group and, and, and try to find other players. And you have to do that social aspect of communicating with everyone else. Now I don't have to do that. I could just click and then find a dungeon and then go in and never have to say a word to these people. So a lot of people oh, don't I like that. I can see why people don't like that, but I, I get it. I, I can see your side of it, but also it does kind of kill the social aspect. of It like, does. No, for sure it does. Um, and then they added looking for raid, right? So raids are raids at one point, classic BC wrath were these exclusive things that the top 1% of the players got to do, right? Because that means you went through and did all of your dungeons. You got the best in slot gear. 
your max level, right? And you're a good player. Now you're in a guild and this guild is like, all right, Tuesday night, 8 p.m., we're doing raids. Like, okay, cool, right? So you go off to Molten Core and, and do your and do your raid and you know, it, it takes you six weeks to learn how to do the fights and you get through it eventually and then you do it, you grind, you do it again every week because raids reset weekly. Um, so you do them again every week and then you're like, okay, cool. Now, now I have the raid gear. Now I can go do the other raids, the harder raids, right? Um, now there's a, there's a thing called looking for raid. Now it's a slightly dumbed down version of the raid, right? Because people still go and do that, what I just described. Um, but now there's a looking for raid aspect now too. So now you don't have to be in a guild. You don't have to do anything to experience the end game content. I don't know if I liked it. I, don't know. <laughs> um, I actually did. I was doing looking. I was doing looking for raids today, actually. Um, I did a, I did a few portions of some raids today uh, just because I was bored and hadn't done it in a while. Right. My um, my mage is um, like max level with very good item level. Like I have a lot of the I had a lot of the end game stuff, at least from looking for raid and some mythic stuff um, yeah. before, you know, Shadowlands pre patch came out. So, you know, I, I had that and I was like, all right, I'm just going to go with it, go in and do it and see, see what happens and just have some fun. Um, and yeah, it, it's nice to do. But like when Shadowlands comes out. I want to be in a guild that goes on Tuesday night or whatever night it is, right? And goes, okay, eight o'clock, you're a raider, be here. We're gonna fucking, we're gonna go and we're gonna attempt this raid, right? And I, I want, I want to do that because that seems fun. So, no, that sounds amazing. Actually, it reminds me of the division two when, uh, what was it? What's the name for the? Uh, I'm drawing a complete blank. But when I started playing with you guys, you guys already had a group of people. It was not a Discord, not a continuum. What is the name they use to describe? Oh, a clan, a clan. It was in yeah. Discord or in a division, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So guilds, clans, they're all the same thing, essentially, right? Clans are usually more catered towards shooters, right? And you get clan on clan, um, and mm. guilds is like uh, MMOs. So yeah. I, that's kind of the difference there. Um, but I do want to be in a guild. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in one on a few characters, and we're gonna try to do some raids depending on how many people we can get in the guild. So we're, we're gonna. We're gonna start that from the ground up, so that's gonna be that's really exciting, actually. I really, I really, really want to raid. I've never done it, right? I didn't play class. I didn't play WoW when it was in vanilla. I didn't play WoW when it. I didn't play really until last year is when I really started Wait, playing up. it. Backtrack. When you say in vanilla, what does that mean? Vanilla is classic. Okay. Vanilla. Okay, vanilla you. is the original World of Warcraft, right? It it was called vanilla or called vanilla after Burning Crusade came out, was the first expansion. Now it's called classic. Um, but okay, classic. I'll call it. Sorry. Um, so I I never got to experience that, and now I want to. So I think I should be able to do that this year, um, or at least no. th this expansion. So it'll be fun. The only way you get, you guys got a LARP though, you know that, right? You got to dress up in your character's outfit, no. go full cosplay. Yes. Do no. Come no. On, man. No, come on, man! Just do it. Do it for America, dude. Just imagine no. like streaming, you know, no. dressed up like an orc. Uh, no, I mean, I, had, I already know if I keep playing, I'm going to continue to have fun. So I'm actually going to make a commitment here. I'm going to say yes to fun for once in my life okay. in a very long time. I'm, I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to play video games with no objective with my friends, no clear plan right. or criteria. Cool. So then we're going to have to not make monks. <laughs> really make I, I've never played a monk. I mean, I, I, you know what? I'll play a monk with you until I'll play a monk with you until max level. Oh, no, no, but no, then no, no, I will no, then no, no, delete no. I'm done with the that. Panda. I'll well, hold, wait, you're done with the panda already. 
I'm done with the Panthers. You know, we yeah, have to go I'm, through that. We have to go read through that entire starting zone again. I hope you know that. That's that's fine. Okay. I but if I'm going to take the game seriously, I got to pick. Like I, I got to put more thought into my character other than like, oh, that's that cute thing from the commercial I saw a decade ago. Like it's <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> so okay, so then you do some research on what class you want to play, and then we'll the race okay. doesn't matter, right? The race right, right. really essentially doesn't matter. It's a horde specifically. Um, even though I do have just as many alliance characters at this point. Um, but horde, and we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna do some real dungeons. We're gonna get you to be a, a good player. My favorite class so far that I've played is mage. Um, that's what my main is. But hunter is incredibly fun. I like hunter a lot. Hunter's really really strong. Um, paladins are really really strong. This is like not like a class in the game other than warrior that um isn't strong at the moment. Yeah, I wasn't digging Monk, man. The kick, I know that eventually I'm sure the character gets like becomes amazing, but the the starting attributes, I was just like, yeah, well, this is, I mean, the one, the touch of death, that was pretty hilarious. Cool, but, no, nothing else has that. <laughs> like, but it's not quite a touch of death if you have to get them near death to yeah, use the touch yeah. of death. The touch of death should just be like, so you know. all characters start out the way that your monk started out, essentially, right? right. It started out with one, two abilities. And then you have to progress through the game to unlock the rest of the stuff. You're right. You unlock more abilities. You unlock passives. You you unlock talents. Or we didn't even get into the talent tree yet. Um, a lot of that stuff is just like, all right, well, um, Google. Okay, that's the one I choose. Got it. Right. Because there, there's a, there's people have done it in trial and error, and there's a specific way to actually do this stuff. So, um, yeah, a lot of that stuff is already like laid out for you, like talents and and specializations and stuff. Uh, but hunters a lot of fun. We could play hunters. Um, even though I have like three now already, um, priest is a lot of fun. Actually, uh, I like I like the casters. I like the people who are not on the front line. I have a warrior and I have like a, a high level monk already. Um, but I really like the people who stand in the back and just do a shitload of damage. That's that's where I like it. Yeah, I noticed every once in a while. I couldn't see Shane's character, but I would see something a, a fly crossbow, over my shoulder. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny how it's like you play a, a video game with a person and no matter what game you're playing, that's the attribute they have. When we were playing a division with Shane, I always knew he was nearby when characters started dropping. Yeah. Like, and it, like, I'm like, oh, Shane's running around somewhere. World of Warcraft Dude, literally just started an update. I had to pause that. Um, uh, real quick, question I want to ask you. Yeah. I've been meaning to ask you this. You've been playing Divinity. Are you enjoying that? And explain to me, explain Divinity to me because I know it's an RPG. But explain it. The game is very interesting. Um, okay. Talk about a game with a lot of a lot of shit to do, right? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying Divinity. I think Divinity is good. Um, I almost want to stop playing Divinity for a while because I really want to focus on WoW right now. Um, and mm -hmm. it does take a little bit of time away, but I only play it once or twice a week, so I probably can I can get over myself on that. Um, yeah, I'm really really enjoying it. So it's a turn based RPG. Um, and now you might not you might not know about what a turn based RPG is, and, and the audience definitely might not know about it. So when you get into combat, there's a turn order, just like if you were playing a tabletop RPG, right? Like when you okay. play Dungeons and Dragons, like guy with the highest initiative goes first, right? And then it goes down, cascading from from on stats. Uh, Divinity is the same way, right? So you fa the faster your character is, essentially, the higher you are up in the turn order, and then like you get a turn, and then whoever's next gets a turn right and you have to you have to coordinate how you fight based on the turn order who's a tank who's who's doing the most damage right you know who's going to heal everyone when everyone's taking damage like it's actually really interesting dude 
That sounds amazing. It's another <laughs> game. It's another game you would you would thoroughly enjoy, but it's 150 hours worth of content, right? Like, and it's a it's a it's a learning curve too. I didn't really learn how to play what I was playing in Divinity for 20 hours or something, and then it was like clicking. Let's go. Okay, this makes sense now. This is what I have to do. This is how I have to do it. Right. Um, Right. Similar, similar to WoW, right, in that aspect of, like, it takes a little while to, like, actually learn how to play the game. But once you do, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. So, like, all right. So, everyone's, like, you click one fucking button, you need to attack, right? Like, it, it makes that it makes sense like that. But, yeah. So, I'm playing the tank in Divinity. I actually okay. generally, um, including in World of Warcraft, actually, I like being the tank. I like, to, I like to be the guy who controls the tempo, controls the pace of play, essentially, right? And really, like, determines what's going to happen in the fight. Um, Divinity's not always quite like that. Um, I am the tank. I usually go in, and I'm usually right next to everybody, and I usually try to get everyone to fight me because I have a lot of armor and a lot of health. Um, but Shane's playing a glass cannon, right? So, essentially, he does a shitload of damage. But if you look at him the wrong way, he dies, and so there's a lot of setup of, okay, well, Shane has to be positioned here so he does optimal damage. Okay, but if he's actually there, that guy is going to teleport and just kill him immediately. So there's a lot of, like, setup and a lot of strategy to the fights. It's actually a lot, a lot of fun. Dude, it was it reminded me that what you described reminds me of another game that someone put me onto a PlayStation. I can't remember the name, but basically uh, when you're playing, you set up all it's kind of like chess. You set up your pawns in the optimal position. Mm -hmm. You get your strategy going, and then you get all your highest mages. You want to put them wherever they're going to be other mages coming mm -hmm. against you and make sure they can block your magic and stuff like that. And man, I just gotta tell you, there's a reason that I stopped watching boxing. And there's a reason I stopped doing RPGs. This shit sucks me in, yeah. dude. I'm just like, yeah. like I used to have a notebook I carried around with me. F you, Mantis. I know you're probably going to see this at some point. And when we would play, when we were doing uh, games and stuff like that, I would just constantly be sitting there tweaking my character. Yeah. Even if I'm never going to use the character, I'm like, well, I just want this attribute. I'm going to move this over mm -hmm. here. Got to make sure this bow can penetrate a dragon. Okay. Yeah. Vampires dude. might be there. Man, you know, you're saying all this stuff and World of Warcraft is, is is this, right? Right. Is that like my mage is very high level. I do an incredible amount of damage in in raids. I'm um, I'm in the top five for damage. Always. I haven't the last 10 of them that I've done. I haven't been outside of the top five of damage. Um, when I do dungeons, I'm usually number one by a significant margin, but it's not optimal yet. Right. Okay. There's still tweaks. There's still things I could do, still things I could add to make it even better, even though I'm, you know, in the shit that I do, I'm, I'm top five normally or if not first. Right. There's still more. Right. There's still more to do. And it's it's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I don't think they should make another wild movie. I know they're going to. I don't know who greenlit that. I don't know. I, I, I never watched the first one. This really lends itself to an animated series on HBO. Why HBO in particular? Because I... Showtime can't afford to license it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it really would, dude. To like, because it's all based off of the Warcraft series, right? There was there was right. games Warcraft one, two, and three. It's all based off of that. So yeah, man, it's it does lend itself really well to uh to a series. I've just been going around recently collecting mounts, trying to collect mounts, right? Because a lot of them have very, very slim drop chances and um, collecting like little titles in game. So that's kind of what I've been doing recently. It's, it's intense. Dude. Your gaming schedule is like 
pro-like. You're like, yeah, I'm just running around doing some mounts, got off of that, did some divinity, you know, did what I needed to do there, and then I had enough time to go review COD. <laughs> and by the way, you're not in the minority in that, man. Uh, so I went through the algorithm, just searching stuff to see what the opinion was. There are some people who have some very, very strong opinions about their, <laughs> their yeah. beta time. God. Very bad, man. Very, very bad. I really didn't like it. Um, yeah. yeah, I got a, I, like, I got a, I got a pretty rare mount today. Actually, I got the headless horseman mount. Um, doesn't mean anything to you. I can send you a picture of it later. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Very rare. A lot of people. I think Peter, for example, uh, doesn't have it, and he's been trying to get it for years. Um, so I was pretty, I was pretty fucking stoked on that. Humble brag there. Yeah, like, yeah. He's only committed a uh, year. Year or so years, years. Yeah. he can only do it halloween from like the the middle of october until the beginning of november and he can only run it once a day per character i think i did 17 runs and got it nice. oh, that's very very low <laughs> you know what if you really want to have some fun this halloween you should jump into the halloween anthem game that <laughs> i don't own anthem that's all right i'll buy the disc it's four dollars i'll buy it for <laughs> i don't have a disc drive in my pc no not your pc your friggin uh playstation 4 that thing that's play not... it on playstation dude it's it's holding this monitor up you think i'm kidding <laughs> i know i know that you're not kidding it's like but I just know it's... admittedly it is right? sitting on the xbox it's it's the X, pl- it's table xbox playstation monitor <laughs> The, your your thermal situation right there is amazing. <laughs> you turn one on, it melts the other. <laughs> it's like I am an Xbox now. <laughs> I see someone do a, a really good skit on YouTube. He was getting ready to apply some new paste to his uh, Xbox and his uh, PlayStation Pro. Mm-hmm. This is really really dad humor. Like the next cut, literally the Xbox is gone. And he's like, where, where the hell did the Xbox go? And you hear the car start up and it screeches <laughs> off. It drives into a wall. I'm like, that, that, that was good. That was good. It's going to really go cool. on my, my you know, small YouTuber good attempt, man. Um, I know we got some topics on here that are less fun than WoW. But I want to know which ones you think are less fun than WoW. Because there's, there's one on here. I, I There's one on here I literally put on here only because people were so upset about it. But there's not much to talk about. And that's good old number three here. This is something I have not had to deal with in quite some time because I don't turn it on enough. And when I do turn my PlayStation on, I don't care if it has an update. I usually go text with you, talk to my wife, come back in four hours. The update is completed and then we're ready to go. But I guess the latest update has really shaken the PlayStation community to its core. Okay, You're not going to know anything I'm talking about. Go ahead. You may know uh, the chat section. So chats, messages used to be two separate things, your party groups, all that stuff, all separate things. So now they're kind of interwoven. I really don't understand. I was looking at it today and I couldn't tell the difference. I was like, this doesn't seem like a big deal to me. But that doesn't mean because it's not a big deal to me that it won't be a big deal to someone else. Apparently, 8.0. Now, instead of just starting a party chat, if I'm to understand this correctly, and then having that party of me, you, Shane, and Peter... And then, oh, out of nowhere, Dave wants to join. So we just add him to the party. You have to create a separate invite, send it out, and pull him back in. That's annoying. Now. <laughs> so here, here's the I thing, right? <laughs> here's, here's the thing. And I think Xbox, you can do this. The Xbox right. and the PlayStation, honestly, 
need to outsource their friend and menu system. In my opinion, not their menu, but their their messaging system, in my opinion, like a good example would have been to use Skype on some point on an Xbox, right? Skype was not, Skype wasn't the greatest after Microsoft bought it, but at one point Skype was very good, right? Yeah. You had your friends list and you could have had separate group chats or you could have just said, Hey, call this guy, add this guy to the call, add that guy to the call. And there you are. Right. What if I told you they did have it on the Xbox? It never worked the way they right. No, I know. I know they did. I know. I know they did. It was, it was just an analogy, right? Because most people know what Skype is. Right. Discord, honestly, if they had Discord integration into both yeah. the PlayStation and the Xbox, and the Xbox can do Discord, but you can't do it while gaming, I believe. Um, okay. If they did that integration, that is the way to do it. I'm, I'm sorry. That's the way to do it. No, I I think that was one of the first things I posed to you guys when I first, when you, you know, you first put me on a Discord. I was like, oh, why don't they have this on PlayStation? Why don't yeah. they have, the, if you can make an APK file for an Android device, Totally different platform. I know it's a totally different platform it's, than it's PlayStation. It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, but it's based off of Linux code. If you can do it for that, you can 100% it's do it. It's not that Discord for. can't do it, right? And I think this, Sony I think won't guy, do it. Sony won't do it. I think yeah. they need to outsource their friend, their their friends. Maybe not their friends. Keep the friends, whatever. Their messaging and their voice chat needs to be outsourced. I don't think that it should be integrated into the system anymore. It should be a downloaded application. And then it's just easier, right? Because I log into my Discord and I'm in our Discord, my own Discord, Big Fry's Discord, yeah. right? Like I'm in I'm in everyone's Discord, right? I'm in Discord for games right. that I like and, and different streamers and like Landmark's Discord, right? And then like, okay. And then I'm just logged into my shit. Now like, oh, okay, click my Discord click i'm in i'm in right i'm in the call and then whoever's there can join whether they're on pc whether on xbox whether on on playstation and or even on their cell phone right you could do it i could i've used discord for my cell phone at times um you could just do that now why why does it need to be okay well the playstation has their own thing and they have to do party chat like why can't why can't i talk to my friends on the pc um while i'm playing you know some people like to like when I play games, I like to sit and chat with people, right? That's why I started streaming. When I'm playing, like say, like a Fallout game, I can only play by myself. I want to sit there and like have a conversation with my friends while I'm playing the game. I'm not the guy to get super immersed into things. Um, I never have been, and I know I'm in the, mi- right. in the minority there. But like, if I could just be playing Fallout Four on my PlayStation and sitting in Discord, and you're playing fucking Shadow of Mordor on, on Xbox, and and Shane is playing WoW on, on his computer. Like, we should all just be sitting there having a conversation, right? I don't see what's wrong with that. And I feel like it should be easier and it should be it should be all be integrated into... Discord's the hot one right now. It switches. It used to be TeamSpeak. Then it went to Mumble. Then it went to Curse. And now it's on, now it's on Discord. Discord's the best one out of all of them, in my opinion. It does everything really, really well. We're literally using it right now. Um, right. But that needs to be essentially as an app you could download onto your PlayStation and just use that instead. No, 100%. I mean, I know we answered the question already, but for you know, the sake of not using brevity, Sony doesn't want to do it. Xbox, you know, Microsoft might be closer to doing something like that. I think the reason that Sony doesn't want to do that is the exact same reason why they took so long to come to the, the cross-play table. They feel like they're going to lose something. Right. They feel like somehow they're going to diminish their product. And what they'll officially say, mark my words, they would 100 percent say this is we can't verify that there won't be some type of security breach that puts our clientele at at risk. And I'm like, where was that enthusiasm to protect us when the great hack of 2000? Whatever it was. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Shit was down for nine months, dude. 
Like, where was that like that smoke when we needed you when the PlayStation Network was getting hacked? But listen, like I said before, because this isn't a big deal to me, doesn't mean that it's not a big deal to someone else. So I went around scouring the interwebs to see how people were reacting. I actually went on a Reddit to the Reddit page to uh, see what people were saying. And man, people are pissed. Now, I don't know if this is just because next gen is right around the corner and people are just looking for a reason to be mad at their poor PlayStation 4. One guy literally said he was an inch away from throwing his PlayStation out yeah, the window. The guy's an idiot, obviously. <laughs> I, either an idiot or emotionally reactive and I hope I never bump into him at a Baskin Robbins or anything like that. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't have cookie dough? You whore! <laughs> <laughs> Like it's 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 just maddening to me. But mm -hmm. let's talk about what we're what Zach just broke down for us. Why can't we have a conversation with our friends on Discord all at the same time? Why do I have to use that stupid chat thing, man? And I, dude, that thing on. is horrible. Here's dude. the answer to the question, right? We can. It's called a yeah. PC. It's called oh. the superior gaming platform, <laughs> the superior gaming experience, a computer. Ooh. It really just fucking is you could play your computer from your couch if you want to do that like an absolute bum you could play it from a computer a desk like i am and like steve is and like normal people do like you, you could do that a right human a, a civilized human um like it's really like i'm just making good arguments for why pc gaming is just better i just mask it Dude, i mean if you and if you really really well see now we're gonna get into something that like I don't think I think it takes a coder and a developer to be in this conversation because I've watched a great documentary on why, you know, the PlayStation 4, uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox exist and where that market came from, where people just felt like they didn't have the wherewithal or the understanding to build a PC. And you got to think back in the day, too, man, here's a crazy thing. When I was around your age, and I just can't believe I said that out loud, there was no real service to go and be like hey can you build this computer for me you would sure. go to a place like fries and they would almost kind of shame you if you didn't know yeah. how to build there used how to, to be build your own pc a severe elitist elitist group and stigma around pc gaming there was for a long time right um yeah. i mean it, to be fair it is really not that hard to build a pc i've seen some people recently on twitter say it's very hard dude i built my first pc at like 14 i, I was a moron like, let's be fair. Like, you, you could have find maybe three people on the planet dumber than I was. Um, and I was able to build it, dude. Like, it's not that hard. Um, and I, I walked, I've walked multiple friends during the global pandemic we're in, right? Uh, through building a PC on their own, just over Discord, right? Through a Discord call or just like someone has a question. I'm like, oh, here's the answer, right? Like, real quick, like, it's, you can watch a YouTube video and figure it out. Like, it's really not that hard anymore. But there's tons of services now to do it. Pre-built PCs are fine yeah. now. You buy a pre-built PC from NZXT, it's fine. You know, like, it's not even that much yeah. of a premium anymore, to be fair. No, no. The mystique is definitely taken out of it, man. Uh, especially workstations. Like, uh, this might be something that you I could have seen you being involved in this movement, but I've said it before. When people were building computers to make music, that's where you see the most pseudo-elitist activity back in the day where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I bought this sound car and this blah, blah, blah. And now I realize when I think about a lot of the conversations I have, I'm like, you need to buy any of that stuff. You wasted a lot of money on well, buying DACs and things. So, no. Oh, you're, I think... I think... 
I think you're fault. I think you're wrong on this one, honestly, because those DACs and those preamps and the post amps and the and the lifters, right? That stuff is is for a purpose. It serves a very niche, specific purpose. And if you're making music, those are yes. There is no replacement to any of those, right? If you're making if you're making that level of music, like if you're using live acoustics, if you're building that type sure. of studio and you have the the space to do it, one hundred percent. If you're a guy who's just using Pro Tools and you're actually never going to plug anything in. Why would you need a DAC, DAC for? <laughs> They're just sitting there <laughs> collecting like, dust, bro. What do you wait? I, I, thought, thought, I thought you were like a studio setting. I'm, I apologize. No, 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 no. no, no. You, you're you're like, right to you're right to react that way. I'm telling you, Zach, man, I, I grew up during the Wild West when people were buying things. And I'm like, dude, why do you have a MIDI controller? You use Fruity, you, you use Fruity Loops, man. You don't even know how to set up your VSTs. You're not going to convince me that you need that mini controller if you don't like, know bro, how to use one day, bro. <laughs> one day, I'm gonna learn how to play the keyboard, man. But if, I mean, if you're if you're really caught up in the console gaming, man, and you you're, you're, you're just ardent about not buying a PC, I get it. I just want you to know that like the experience that you're gonna have on the gen, next gen console is gonna be very similar. To the pre- they're not going to break the mold. I see a better chance of Xbox doing that. Let me not say they. Sony is never going to step. I just I don't believe it. I don't ever think they're going to step into any situation where their ecosystem has to rely on anything other than the programs like YouTube, which by the way they have taken on and put back on the PlayStation Store a few times. Mm-hmm. It took them forever to integrate Netflix. I don't know if you remember that whole debacle where it was like, no, you can use the disc on the PlayStation 3, but we're not really ready to commit to a standalone program. Sure, yeah. And it, I was just like, this is this is outrageous, man. I never used oh. a, I never, I've never used a console to watch Netflix. It's it's pointless now that you got smart TVs, man. <laughs> like the whole thing, like the whole, it's, it's the center of your entertainment system. But again, not a big deal to me, but it does seem annoying. I was going to send you some Reddit links on everyone freaking out about this update. I'm like, you're just, well, you bought it, dude. Like, what What did you expect? What did you think was going to happen, man? Like, when, yeah, when does software this Software evolves, right? So, like, software what? has to evolve. You know, software that stays the way that it was generally is surpassed by something greater, you know? Like it has to evolve. It it does. It it just has to. There has to be features. There has to be security fixes. There has to be bug fixes. Right. It has to. There has to be almost a living ecosystem. So. No, and I and I get the premise that any update should bring improvement and not inconvenience. But at a certain point, we have to stop being what's the word I'm looking for weenies about this type of thing. It's like, 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 <laughs> at a certain point, you just gotta like kind of grab your big boy pants and go, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to do something to change my life up a little bit if this mm-hmm. party chat thing is that important to me and i can see how it is man but also i don't like the party chats because even if you make it private it almost always seems like a ghost makes it into this you know what i'm talking about right zach the ghost in the party chat and you look over and you're like who the hell is that guy and how long has he been here it's never <laughs> you know ha- never happened to me it's, Dude, ne- it's never happened there are whole youtube channels based on that nigerian guy that jumps in and out of people's party chats I don't know how he does it. I know how he does it on a PC. I don't know how he does it on a PlayStation. But just the other day, I was watching someone stream. They're getting ready to play some uh, some COD beta. He looks over and he's like joking with his friends. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa. who's that guy? And it's just some, it's like a fifth person. <laughs> I know that I, mean, I know that works in Discord, right? If you don't have your uh, if you don't have your commit, if you don't have your roles set up appropriately, but. 
That's amazing. I would love. Oh, that did happen on the Discord you were in. I'm not going to bring it up because that's too inside baseball talking. But that, it's never, that it's happened. Never, it's never happened. So apparently, we're, from, <laughs> from the chat here, thanks. Shout out, Billy. Uh, apparently, there's a chat monitoring, and you can get banned for for chat in your own private chat on PlayStation. Is that a thing? Do you know about those? I did not know about this, Billy. Enlighten us. What are you talking about, man? I mean, use the Google machine. Yeah, I have, if that's if that's actually the case, and they're NSA spy vanning you the entire time, like just fucking leave PlayStation. <laughs> like, there's literally no reason for you to like ever, yep. ever be on it, man. Like, it's just another, another case for why. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a huge deal on October 14th. Sony PS4 update will monitor your chat, your party chats. Oh, yeah, I, I heard about this, actually. So what they're saying is very similar to the uh, Amazon uh, Echo Alexa thing, where it's like, no, 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 we're not monitoring. We're just recording, but we're only keeping 15 seconds of it. Don't be so unreasonable. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's so fucking crazy. I don't like the whole smart home stuff. I have a Google Home, but just for like memes, <laughs> like to like, oh, okay, Google play this song. Oh, fuck. It's going to do the thing. Um, well, that's it. That's all that I have it for. Like, it's just that's it. That's the only thing I have it for. I took I, I unplugged my uh, my echo because I realized it was a, a horrible machine. Like I would ask yeah. you to do stuff and I'm like, Alexa, play my party mix not recognized i'm like what do you mean not recognized i just set this list up with you a second alexa and once i started arguing with it like it was a person yeah you gotta i knew this go. was an unhealthy. also you just turned someone's alexa, alexa on by the way ah oh, perfect <laughs> perfect xbox okay google xbox off okay google <laughs> someone someone's gonna get pissed at that that's, that's amazing Let's move on, um, man. We, we've kind of just shit on the, we've shit on the PlayStation. This is a perennial yeah. topic. <laughs> this one keeps coming <laughs> back up. Um, let's shit on another company, actually. Let's shit on an absolute yeah. other bullshit garbage company that is NVIDIA <laughs> that have now canceled the 16 gig 3070s and the 3080 and the 20 gig 3080s. They can't keep supply of their first cards in. And then they were like, all right, boys, let's, uh, let's double the VRAM and move on with our lives. <laughs> like, like, excuse me? Dude, the crazy, the crazy part about this, you know what I really feel bad for is the board uh, partners. Like, the people who were waiting for these cards, like, yeah, everything's specked out. Yeah, EVGA, EVGA is like, we're fucking cracked out over here. We got the Kingpin edition for both. It's Kingpin 1 and Kingpin better. <laughs> and they're like, Wait, not they're, they're not they're not coming. <laughs> what do you mean? You guys have been up doing coke we all just, week. We sent you an email that said they might be released this day. <laughs> we spent a billion dollars in, on theoretical R and D. Most of that capital came from bootlegging your cards. And selling <laughs> <them on> eBay. <laughs> all right, MSI, chill out. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? This wasn't even like a speculation. This was a, a sweeping, resound, one hundred percent. It was an cancel. assumption. It was an assumption that it was going to happen originally, and then a cancellation yeah. is like, oh, confirmation and gone. Yeah, dude, it's cra it's crazy, man. Because AMD is uh, so I I'm wondering what it's like on in their camp right now. They're like, what can we do not to go down the same path? 
And I'm trying to understand what happened with NVIDIA. Were the materials not present? Is it because of COVID that you weren't able to get materials? Is it true that maybe you're just putting a stranglehold on the market to increase demand for an item and hike it up? I know people are having a hard time uh, canceling their pre-orders. I find that very interesting. It should never what? take more than 20 Their pre-orders for their uh, their 3080s? Like, oh, you I, haven't you heard about pre-order them. it, could you? You know, whoa, whoa, you didn't hear about this, huh? So there are people who have who, who were able to push through their pre-order and then because of delays, they were some of those sad bastards that got emails like, hey, your order is going to be delayed. We'll, let, we'll alert you as soon as it's ready. But they couldn't get the money they paid back. Now, this happened to a small minority of people, but that's not a good look, man. On top of canceling cards. So all AMD has to do at this point is just not follow this trend. But what do you think happened? What do you think the truth is, Zach? Put your crystal ball hat on. You tell me what really happened here. They got fucking... Wait, AMD or NVIDIA? Because NVIDIA, NVIDIA. NVIDIA for sure got caught uh, only paper releasing, essentially, this first set of cards to build the hype, and then they were just going to drop the other card and fucking blow everyone's mind. Is essentially what was going to happen, in my opinion, right? Right. And they got caught doing that, and then they have to backpedal and now produce more of the wow. original cards that they didn't want to sell in the first place. I knew it sounded too good to be true, man. The price to performance ratio was this is like why why did we fall for it? It's like the video I clicked on earlier where it said Jaden Smith finally can run into his mother about sleeping with his friend. I was like, oh man, I would love to hear what he's got to say on this topic. And lo and behold, it was just more of Jada Pinkett talking about sleeping with his friend. It's clickbait, man. We fell for it. Now what's AMD gonna do about it? What did it, how could their launch be any better? um don't do the thing that nvidia did i don't know right they're they're only releasing cpus as far as i'm concerned um i don't care about their graphics cards their graphics cards are going to be not as good as what nvidia has at the moment so yeah i mean their cpus are going to come out they'll, they'll have enough of them right because i don't think uh they have a huge market at the well they have a pretty big market and it's growing for sure but i don't know I don't know. I don't know. Right. I think it's hard to manufacture things right now. And I think they have to admit that and then say, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to be releasing this stuff in waves. Right. I'm like, sorry. That face wasn't at you. It was just at the greatest antivirus program. Web root just jumped up on the screen right now. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> sorry. <about that. laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that's I think that's what it is. Right. They have to admit that things are really hard to be manufactured at the moment and that they're going to have to, you know, say, hey, listen, we're going to have 10,000 of these total uh, on day one so if you get it you get it if not then in six weeks from then we'll have another twenty thousand. that's what our manufacturing expectations are and we'll move on from there right like that's i think that's the way to do it i think uh proactive pr not, yeah like uh preemptive pr i believe is the right word or uh the right phrasing proactive pr potentially and just like you know get out ahead of it and say hey listen this is this is what's going on this is what's going to happen no, I mean, I mean, what you've just done is like breaks the cardinal rule of business. Never, ever admit that there's no stock there. But it is the best. It's the most appropriate way to handle it. I think Sony and Xbox and Microsoft should take the same lead. Like, hey, you guys know what's going on in the world. We're limited right now. Yeah, We're not going to hike the price up and we're not going to lower the price or anything. When you buy it, you get it. <laughs> you, it'll yeah, create yeah. hype, in my opinion, right? Like, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll create a sense of urgency of people like, I got to get this. I got to get this. Yeah. Yeah, I just, the only thing that really pisses me off about this whole situation, not that I was going to buy a 20 gig car. I mean, obviously, like 
in a perverse way, I look at these type of things and I'm like, man, how great would my life be with a 20 gigabyte video card as I play <laughs> as I play Dark Souls <laughs> and Assassin's Creed, a game that can't even touch that. What sucks is I wonder if there were people that were relying on these price to point ratios and it's like, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> like, I, you know, I told the whole company we were buying these things. Now we're not going to get them. No, probably not. Fuck NVIDIA, I, dude. I I'm know, sorry, man. man. I don't know. Because, like, you got to remember that the 20 gig and the 16 gig cards were not confirmed. They were rumored. Right. So you couldn't have, you, like, if you had planned something off of a rumor, it is your fault if it fails. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Get your life right, man. Zach has told you people multiple times, stop trusting these companies. I think he used a different word. Dim hose is how he described That's it the last time we're talking. That is in my vernacular. I agree. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think there's any recovery? So I haven't looked at their stocks. I haven't looked at how this has impacted their bottom line. I know they're catching a lot of slack over the whole debacle on the internet. Do you think this is going to impact the company negative like for years or is this just something that's just consumers going to have a short memory on it and then forget yeah, about it once a, every, it'll be a the ship's right it. Short memory issue. Um, You're looking at the stocks right I'm now? I'm looking at the stock right now. In September, it peaked at 5... 7386 and right now we're at 543.61 it's you know it's it's regular it's a, it's a fairly regular fluctuation um you know it's at it's essentially at its highest point it's ever been in <laughs> you know like <laughs> uh so it went up nine bucks today like no it's not going to affect the company long term they're 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 um they just bought arm like <laughs> they just bought they spent 30 billion dollars or whatever it was on arm holdings like no i think they'll be fine i think it's going to be a, a little bit of a rough rough patch their sales figures are going to be uh a you know 14 percent less than what they had projected based on co pre-covid projections right and you know it, that margin of error is probably acceptable and uh here we are you know, I don't think, listen, I'm not, a, I know I, I didn't take fucking, you know, I'm not a, I don't work for the, the Fed, right? I'm not an economist, but uh, in my opinion, that's what would happen or will happen. You really, you hung in there and you got that out, man. I appreciate that. I was like, you're not a, what, say it, say it, say it. You know, you didn't go to business school. It doesn't matter. You don't need to go to business school. You got YouTube. As long as you can discern the information, that's all. You need a little bit that's more all than YouTube. Yeah, a little bit more than YouTube, yeah. but. Listen to me. If you have a heart attack tomorrow, I've watched enough videos on open heart surgery and Dr. Pimple. Why well, I could save your life, dude. It's a fact. Absolute fact. Can All you? I'm going to need. Yeah, I got you. I don't know if I'm going to get to you in time, but I got you when I show up. Dude. Show up I, with, I don't know a, show with a to... shovel and hit me with it. <laughs> like, just end it. Just like, end hold it. on. <laughs> I got his medication right there. <laughs> <laughs> and record the noise that it makes and then make that your fucking ringtone. Oh man, I don't know why that this conversation just reminded me of my least favorite scene in the movie, Saving Private Ryan. Remember when the guy gets stabbed slowly? No, I, I've seen Saving Private Ryan. I don't remember any of it. What? Yeah. I don't remember I don't remember fucking movies and stuff. We've had this discussion five thousand times. I know. I don't remember discussions that I have, and this is why we make good friends, man. But it's a Tom Hanks movie, man. He's a national treasure. Yeah. First guy to get, first guy to get the cure to COVID, man. That's actually true. It might be true. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean Tom Hanks is pretty okay. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what did you kill Steve? <laughs> Tom Hanks is amazing, dude. Who name one other actor that plays himself in every movie that's as good as Tom Hanks, besides Bruce Willis, Keanu Reeves, Val Kilmer, and Denzel Washington? Name five other actors. Robert De Niro. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, Al Pacino. Joe Pesci. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Tom Cruise. Wait, did you say Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is one. Tom Cruise. Uh who else is Will Smith is usually movie? cast as Will Smith. Absolutely, man. Oh man. Will the Smith Rock has... is cast as The Rock always. In different scenarios. <laughs> it's like, what would The Rock do? The fucking world was separating at the seams. And it's like, well, we have uh, San Andreas now. and uh... <laughs> I couldn't make it through that movie, man, for multiple reasons. But I, 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 I looked at it and was like, pass. <laughs> <laughs> I saw They're like, hey, we're making Jumanji over it. I'm like, okay pass <laughs> I, I watched jumanji i did not watch the second one some some friends of mine were watching san andreas that's the name of that movie uh on yeah. a cody box oh. illegally and i was like and it was the perfect perfect 1080p you know and i'm just yeah, like oh this is good i sat down for a second i'm like no nah, i'm not gonna be able to do it a movie that starts off with a family member drowning sets me up to believe that that same scenario is going to happen again and it's just not a movie i need to be involved in when it's foreshadowing like that also he was in the movie where he had one leg and he was running around a sky uh skyscraper that was on fire and he saved his entire family don't know if you know the that. rock yeah <laughs> had okay. one leg <laughs> uh, i mean Okay, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to know how it happens or why it happens. I want to move on from this because I'm very confused. <laughs> I just want to know what the pitch meeting for that was. They're like, wait, didn't we make this movie? They're like, we did. But now he's only got one, one leg. leg. <laughs> I, assume, I assume that's how all the Fast and Furious pitches went, right? Like what after the third one. Just... <laughs> Thanks for your shout out, Billy. <laughs> the movie's called. I'm sorry, there's a delay for me. <laughs> Just saw that. <laughs> it's a great movie, Billy. I know you love it. What else we got here, man? What else do we have in this shit show? I, listen, man, it's, it's up to you. I don't care. The rest of the topics, uh, you know, I, I, I could not care any less about. And uh, You know what? Uh, you highlighted one. I'm actually happy about I, I'm not happy about this, but you put it on there, and it seems some shenanigans going on in the UFC right now. Dana White. A bit of politics. A little bit of politics. Well, normally within the UFC, but this is even this is like strong strong arm politics. Um, this is old. This is old school promoted politics right here. Go ahead. Left, I'm sorry. Buddy. Uh, they left poor. They kicked poor Leon Edwards out of the uh, the good old rankings there in the UFC. He was number three. They're like, hey, sir, you can you can fuck off. And uh, Leon Edwards is like, excuse me. And then they're like. Here's Kamzat Chemaev, and he's like, uh, I guess, dude, I guess. And now that is on for December, the fucking the uh, headliner of the de- of a, a December card at this point. I have you know, no idea, but it, I'm I'm on board, dude. I'm on board. This is a shitty fight for Leon Edwards, not because I think he's gonna lose or lose miserably or lose horribly. Right. You know, right. he opened as the favorite and that quickly flipped, but. He doesn't. Even if he wins, it's not anything like that's bad for the UFC, right? And it's it's you know who cares? He beat an unranked guy, you know. Um, 
no, you're you're absolutely right. This is a lose lose. I mean, a lose lose. No, a, it is a lose lose. Because if he loses, then it's like there's a yeah. if, if he loses, I will take a fifty. No, I would take a fifty cent bet that he he is booted from the UFC if he loses. Well, all right. So they cut him a, if he loses to to, to Kamza. Guaranteed. That's a, that is an interesting statement, but let's talk about what would lead them there. Because usually people play a role in their own demise. Sure. Rarely is someone just a victim of circumstances. And there are people that these type of things happen to, you know. But so let's look at Leon Edwards, right? He's been offered a couple of fights. I want to give him the respect that he's owed. He is a guy that people have ducked, you know, continuously oh, prior to COVID. But he didn't take the fight with Tyron, if you remember correctly. We covered this on the show because COVID had just struck. And he didn't want to put his family in danger. Uh, sure. No, obviously, no one's going to hold that against you. Now, if we're to, to believe everything that comes out of Dana's mouth and out of Sean Shelby's mouth, he's been offered multiple fights and have turned them down. And yeah, a functioning his excuse, UFC. His excuse is that he's it. waiting for the title shot, right? Which yeah, yeah, I don't even know who he fought. Like, I would have to, I'd have to go look. And see what kind of streak he's on and who he fought. Like, well, that's he, why the fight with Tyron would have been great, right? Because yeah. he would have taken the he would have taken the hype that uh, that Burns got from beating Tyron Woodley. Even though you know, to the uh, to the initiated, we know that this is a weekend. Yeah, he hasn't. No disrespect anymore, to Tyron. Dif- no, he hasn't fought anyone uh, except for uh, he lost to Usman. But yeah, but that was tw- that was five years ago. Yeah, was it five years ago? December nineteenth, twenty fifteen. Um, there's okay. a lot, and it was the last oh, yeah. time he lost too. Oh no, he lost that fight with Masvidal <laughs> at the post part. Well, yeah, sh- okay, fight. sure, but that's the that's the last fight he lost, right? Um, yeah, but but he did he did only, this himself. Inactivity, yeah. forced inactivity is this is going to happen if you're not a champion already, and if you haven't been a champion before when you pull this type of stuff you're going to get spanked and you're going to get bounced now the sad thing about this situation is i didn't know they were going to flex on them this hard i didn't even know this thing had happened until until cash had sent me the information and i'm like wow they bounced them for the rankings i get that you're inactive how can you hold your ranking and then they're like you want to get back into rankings but- you're going to have to fight this absolute of a beast who by the way is not even ranked yet yeah. and you're putting it all on the line and Agreed. if he gets cut from the ufc it's gonna happen. Go for it. It'll happen. He'll, he'll no, hundred percent yeah. get cut from the UFC for sure. Um, here's the thing, right? He, he his last fight was in July of last year. Yeah. When Connor was a was a title holder at forty five, didn't he not mm-hmm. fight for like eighteen months or something? And they didn't strip the title from him. Uh, that was like before. So he beat Eddie Alvarez. So it happened actually interesting enough happened two times. So he beat <laughs> he he beat Aldo, didn't defend the one forty five belt. He was supposed to fight RDA. Mm-hmm. You remember this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Like he was supposed to go up and fight RDA. RDA got injured, and that's when the Nick Diaz thing happened. So he was an active fighter. He fought Nick Diaz twice, but the problem was he hadn't defended his belt. And then the same thing happened with the the one fifty five strap. He got stripped. He one hundred percent got stripped. stripped like- of- how many years later? It 18 was, months. It was 18 months later. He got stripped. He didn't get removed from the uh, from, Zach, from the fucking... But Zach, Zach, he is the champion. They're going to give you every opportunity unless but you're, you're that poor But you're fighting somewhere else. You're fighting somewhere else. You're, you're not fighting in your division. Right, and you're not no. you're not entitled contention for another division. You're up. You're fighting wait, wait, at are we talk- seven. Are we talking, dude, he are we was talking a 45- about forty five. He was the forty five champion, right? 
and then went up right, to right, right. 70 to fight Nate Diaz and then went back Wait, he was down supposed to go up to 155 he was supposed to go up to 155 first RDA pulled out of the fight and that's how Nick Diaz got into the to the mix that's how at the yeah at the at the catchway i don't disagree with you but we we're, we're both realists we have to be real about when you're a draw versus when you're freaking Leon Edwards, a man who could come in here and beat my fat ass to death anytime he wanted to. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, I agree. <laughs> you you have to stay with the momentum as you have it. So I'm looking at his record, man. He won against uh Gunnar Nelson, which by the way, no, I don't think many people gave him that fight. Are you are you a Gunnar Nelson fan at all? Um no, not, not particularly. He's a dangerous man. Sure. He's a dangerous, non-assuming fight for anyone. And then he beat RDA. You got to ride that momentum. I get that you don't want to put your family in danger, and I would never force anyone to do that. But you decline one fight over COVID. The system's up now. It's working. You know how they get sure. down. You know what's coming next. It would be one thing if they weren't pumping out fights damn every week. But if you're every rejecting week. fights like, to wait for a championship match against a guy, against two guys where the fight has already been postponed, twice you're getting you're getting stripped especially if there's a dude in your weight class it's like yo i'll fight at this white class this weight class and the one above me as often as you'll let me fight yeah he also to be fair he also he also docked wonder boy thompson who's that uh edwards yeah it's a bad look when you're as you should uh, <laughs> dude i don't think he doesn't want any part of 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 wonder boy thompson man there's a lot. There are quite a few people that have ducked Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, I'll tell you, you off, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you off air some gym rumors that I've heard of some of the people who've ducked him. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that the people who have stepped up to fight him, I got a lot of respect. Like Masvidal, arguably, that was a bad fight. That was a bad fight on paper from the moment they announced it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's going to get his ass whooped. Like from beginning to end because he's got the perfect style. But Leon Edwards, I actually think he would have gave Wonderboy problems. To do this to yourself, to shoot yourself in the foot like this, this is on him. But now let's switch to let's switch it on to our favorite buddy Dana White and Sean Shelby. This was some backroom Vegas bullshit they pulled on this kid on their side, dude. Sure. Like you know, you know this conversation happened in one sentence. It wasn't like like, hey, get your manager in Playing here. Plans thirty seven. <laughs> Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Sir. They like they like in the back office, like digging through filing cabinets, and they're like, "Thirty-seven. I found it." Okay. All right, boys, we're going. Leon Edwards, fuck you. I mean, you. you so Zach, hypothetically, you're the president of the UFC. You got a guy like Leon Edwards on top of many other headaches in front of you. How do you handle the situation? About, about the same. Same. Yeah. I mean, literally, it sucks to say, but like. You could be offered like there's a there's like a there's like an on on written rule in the UFC if if you turn down what three fights they're just like they just don't like you anymore right like yeah. you turn down the fight for COVID fine dude I, re- I respect that we have everything in place fight islands for this amount of time and then back to Vegas for this amount of time and then back to fight island for this amount of time you have to book in, inside of that right right we're gonna get you there hey Leon Edwards Stephen Wonderboy Thompson wants to fight. This date, this time, you're the you guys are the headliner. Nah, I'm good. No, 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 no. You've already said that once. After one <laughs> win, you get you get one turn down. I'll give you that respect. But we're gonna bump you down to number eight in the rankings. 
Wait, what? Why are you bumping me down to number eight? Well, a number three fighter doesn't turn down one of the toughest fights in the division. Number eight. That's where I think you belong. Oh, um, okay. Hey, here's Kamzat Shemaev. He's not ranked. Well, now neither are you. So good fucking luck. Because that guy's a nightmare. <laughs> and, and there's, you know, there's always the option of like, hey, you know, Bellator's hiring. I'm sure oh, their events are doing extremely I, no, well no, right now. No. I'd be like, you know, Bellator's hiring, but I mean, I hear they don't like people who turn down fights either. You could go to Ryzen. <laughs> the Yakuza are very, very forgiving about They're people turning down fights. They're very forgiving. And hey, they'll they'll provide you with the steroids. Good luck, sir. Um, so there, there are a lot of people who think there's other shenanigans going on. I mean, let me put the conjecture rumor mill hat on for the welterweight division. So a lot of people think the fix is in. This is probably the most idiotic conspiracy theory that I've heard, but let me just lay it out. They think the fix is in because the Kamar Usman and Burns fight has been delayed. They don't understand their logistics, their promotions that have to happen, and their bigger fights. If a bigger fight comes along, boxing, MMA, kickboxing, Muay Thai, guess what happens to the smaller fight? They're lucky to stay on the car. Bumped. Yeah, they get back. Oh, they, they get bumped. That's you're going to the prelims, like bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's just the name of the game. So there's some people who think the fix is in, and that this is all you know some large, vast conspiracy to get a. Don't put me on the spot to get a to get the murderer. I'm, that's what I would refer to him as because he is a murderer. To get him into a title fight as quickly as possible. But the problem with that is a good conspiracy theory has to be based in some type of fact, and, right? Or reality. And I just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's no point in fast tracking this kid because even if you did fast track him to Burns or Kamar Uzma, mm -hmm. 100% right now in his career, he, he gets smoked yeah. by, by either one of those guys. I agree. But if you give him. If you give him fights that build him up and build up his let's, brand, let's get this guy five or six fights, man. You know, give him yeah. give him six fights. You fucking made Tony Ferguson sit around for the last seven years or whatever it was without a title shot. Get this kid fucking six, five, six fights under his belt in the UFC against the best competition. Give him a top. Yeah. Give him a, a fifteen to ten guy. Was it Carlos Condit that called him out? Fuck it. Sacrifice Carlos Condit to this kid, right? Yeah. Then, then work him up, work him up the rankings. Legit, put him through, right? Like, like John had to do, like Stipe has done, like fucking, like all the old champions had done, right? Like, like Kamara has done, yeah. Like Kamara has done, like Gilbert Burns has done, right? Like, let him, let him progress, let him get that experience, let him get more than forty-five seconds of fight time in, because it's all. Has he gone into the second round once, maybe? Like in the three fights, he's going to the second round once. He fucking almost killed poor GM three. Like yeah. he hit him with he hit him with a jab and killed him. Like dropped him. Like okay, all right, that's that's scary. And that guy, that guy has okay striking, good enough, right? Like no, he's known for his durability though. Like he's yeah. a, he's <laughs> I wasn't even gonna mention that. He's not some washed up journeyman, but you're right. And I know you're a huge proponent of this, and I, I agree, I'm 100 in agreement with you. Do not pump this kid up because. Yes. I'm not no no one's gonna fall no one's gonna fall for it. And I'm gonna tell you why we're not gonna fall for it in the welterweight division. There's some killers Stop. in that division, man. Yes, thank there you. are some killers in that division. Stylebender is a different case, right? Any fight that comes up to a flash striker like this. 50 kickboxing fights, right? He exactly. has a striking career. Exactly. They didn't give him this the Uber wrestler. De decorated career. But when you have a champion like Kamar Usman, and 
why is he different than Tyron Woodley? Because Kamar is not going to break from his base, man. Like if he yeah. he'll box with you, he'll strike with you. But the minute that doesn't go his way, he's taking you down. And then you're in a world of hurts. But when you have a dominant champion like that, dude, no one's going to buy rushing this kid into that fight. But I agree with Zach, man. Build him up and like make us enjoy it. I like being along for that type of ride, especially if he's a dominant fighter, dude. Talk to anybody that watched Rich Franklin come up in the ranks in MMA. To watch this dude tear through it and to see him finally become champion, that's a great narrative. Yeah. But... What does it matter what two losers on the, on the YouTube say about this? Dana's going to do Nothing. what Dana does. He's going to Dana out. You know, he's in the, the hotel in Abu Dhabi right now, sniffing orange juice, wilding out. Listen, they have a plan for the kid, right? Like, at least yeah. at least, almost be transparent about it, right? Hey, listen, we think this guy's going to be our next big star. We like the way he fights. You know, he's flashy. He seems to be yeah. uh, an intelligent fighter. Right. He could strike and he could wrestle even better than his striking, essentially. Right. Like we like his right. style. We're going to we're going to fast track him. either do that, like be fucking transparent about it or let the kid get a career under his belt before you before you throw him to Kamaru Usman. He's not they don't like they don't like Usman as a champion, I think, um, because he has boring fights. Right. That's very clear. They don't like him as a champion. Um, you know, they wouldn't. Yeah. Name another champion that fights as often as Kamaro has since he's become a, become a champion. I know he's been injured or whatever, but every time he's not on an injury, it's he's in a camp and fighting. You know, yeah, like, he's, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's a classic MMA. He's a classic MMA fighter in the same cut from the right. same vein as George St. Pierre. But champions don't ch champions don't have to do that normally. Champions no. can do the one fight a year thing and and be fine. Khabib does it right. Khabib, I think, yeah. is the most dominant champion in the UFC at the moment. We'll find out tomorrow or the day that this airs if that's that still holds true. But there is, you know, he could do the one year, one fight a year thing, right? right. Peter Yan will be able to do the one fight a year thing because I think he's going to be a dominant champion. Alexander Volkanovsky is going to have to fight twice a year because he has to make up for the Max Holloway stuff that everyone thinks he lost, right? But yeah. then he he beats. I don't know. Who, who do they say he's going to fight next? Brian Ortega. He smokes Ortega. He's on the one fight a year year track, right? Like, your champions get that. Your champions get to pick the fights that, that get to come to them. Chemayev, like, or Usman is not in that. He's not that there. Category. He's but not you in that category. That fight, that fight with Kobe, but that the fight with Kobe, if we're going by those same, uh, that same uh, category and that, that premise. One of the to, best to, fights to, I've ever seen. One amazing. You know why champions originally were able to pick their fights at one fight a year? Because the people ranked below them were fighting amongst themselves right, to make to get their up way there. up to the ship to get up there. And that's actually what makes combat sports like entertaining because it's like watching it's not just a champion. We know he's the baddest man in his weight division. But watching all these killers take each other out to get to him mm -hmm. is what makes fighting unique as a sport. Once you start effing with that foundation, I don't know why I said effing. Once you start screwing with that foundation, <laughs> then you, <laughs> you, you, you take away the excitement. Now, I'm going to say publicly on air. I allowed myself to get sweeped up in the style bender versus uh, whoever. Yeah, you're, whatever you're that well. guy not yeah, you well y'all didn't deserve to be there he lost four out of five or, you or know three, he, uh, three out of four at that time and it's a shame that he went in there and did what he did knowing that he shouldn't have gotten a title shot you i thought he was going to come out like a bat out of hell he, and he then could, when he, he could have stopped bender fought 
uh, what's this kid's name, man? Why, Paulo, why, why, Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa. You're right. You're right. Looking at his march towards the championship, I know that was more about proximity rather than skill. There's, but damn, he looked good. He looked good on paper. Like on paper, yeah. I'm thinking body shots. I'm thinking hooks to the body. I'm thinking massive leg kicks to that back See, leg. This right there is what I, what Yoel, if Yoel had done that, Yoel wins that fight. Well, Stylebender admitted openly, like, you know, when the fight started, he was wanting to pull Yoel into his thing. But Yoel's a crafty old man. And the one time Stylebender decided of steel. to engage, <laughs> and the one time he tries to engage, what does he get for his efforts? The fastest overhand <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> but we forget, Yoel actually hit him. Yoel hit him in that fight. So yeah, I give him. He hit him fucking hard. I it would have killed a regular man. Um, Yo, Yoel, Yoel proves that old man strength and speed is a real thing. You ever notice that old dudes can move really quick when they're trying to get that last piece of turkey at the family buffet or whatever? It's like, damn, <laughs> Uncle George flew over the table right there. Did you see that? He teleported. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just saying this, man. And this is why we need to do a live uh, watch of an MMA event one of these days, man. It wouldn't be that exciting between the two of us because it would be like, no, it would be like, oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that was that was nut shot number forty seven. Okay, but th this is the same thing that happened with Loma, uh, poor Lomachenko, right? So now we got to deal with the blowback in boxing, and sure. like the guy was the dominant champion. It's not his fault that he's inactive. I know that there were other things going on in the world and in his life. When you get to that point, I was really taken back. I have never paid much attention to his record, but I want you to know something that is very uncommon in boxing for him to have the record he has. And to be and to have been that close to being a, a four belt champion, when you when you said it at first, yeah, I was like, Wait. He, he has like sixteen wins or something. He has like eighteen fights or something, right? And yeah. like he was gonna be a, a he was gonna be a four belt champion. Yeah. B, he was considered the pound for pound best, yeah. right? I bought into that at one point too, and now I'm totally <laughs> listen. He has the best footwork maybe ever potentially. His footwork yeah, is, yeah. is absolutely insane. He doesn't, no, his he, he doesn't beat Canelo. He doesn't beat, no, he doesn't beat Canelo. No. Canelo's a monster. You have to you have to beat Canelo to be the pound for pound best right now. If you can make it, if you can make it up to that weight class, I mean Canelo's got he he's got to come 74 or something. I know it sounds weird to say that because we watch MMA, but like to think about like Lopez and the and Lamo, man, like for them to make up to 170 and then the fight it's a of lie. Canelo. It's a lie. No, no, I know, I know. Because the boxing weight classes are so different and then they weigh in the day of the fight, right? So yeah. so they're like pretty on weight normally. That you know, 15, 14, 15 pounds usually is a difference, but um that's still big, right? Because you gotta come in fifteen yeah. pounds over that the week of week of the fight, drop it, and then just yeah, and then you're good, right? Like, you got to quit. You got to quit. Give, uh, Google fingers. Can you tell me what weight class that him, uh, Canelo, and uh, Mayweather fought at? But here's the crazy thing. So, like, as we're looking at this, uh, and this does relate to Leon Edwards. Like, take look at a kid like Lopez, right? He got his probably got a shitty contract to fight. Uh, well, who the person Mayweather does that thing where he makes people fucking come down to his weight. Um, yeah. it was for the super welterweight title, which I believe is fifty four. That's what I thought. So I was like, "What weight class?" Yeah, he made he made him come way down. He, that's not his natural weight class. Um, so like that's what I like about this kid Lopez, right? He said, "I'm gonna fight him now, in spite of the contract." 
in spite of the fact that they didn't give me a, a rematch clause, right? Even if, you know, even if it's a close fight, you guys aren't going to let me run it back if I feel like I got robbed. But he went in there and did what he had to do. Two, I think this was 52. I think, huh? 152? 152. And then Mayweather does that thing where he weighs in two pounds under. Yeah. Always. Well, I mean, he's, the crazy thing is he's a phenomenal athlete with a, you would think he's just effing off all the time, but he, no. he gets it in. No, I, there, it. there's like, have you heard the stories of a fucking where they're like, hey, we're going from this club to that club. And he's like, I'll meet you there. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm going to run. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> what do you mean? You're worth a billion dollars. Shut the fuck. He's like, he's already running. Boys, he's already running. Get the cars to catch up. <laughs> you, know you know what's crazy, man? He posted. A lot of people thought this was like really crass and uh, unclassy, but Mayweather posted a four hundred and fifty dollar, a uh, four hundred fifty dollar, four hundred fifty million dollar check from one of his fights, and he, I think he did it because there were some rappers that were talking trash about him. He's like, "What you don't understand is that this is the check after taxes, right? My account yeah. is already taking yeah. everything out that's going to the state." He's like, "This is the amount of money that you are hoping to make one day as a rapper, and I made it." And 12 rounds yeah yeah <laughs> he's he makes so much fucking money man but i mean I, I know we're talking about uh but edwards here but uh i don't want to fall into that old thing like a fighter's got to fight i know there's the business behind this man but i do on one hand feel extremely bad for him but he also put himself in this corner yeah. now let's That's talk about what that fight is going to look like who are you picking in that one I don't know. I, I have to go back and watch. Here's the thing, right? I don't. I'm not that familiar with Leon Edwards, right? Because okay. he fights. Hey, he doesn't. I don't think he fights that much. And I, I can't remember when the last time I saw him fight was, which would have been in 2019, obviously, right? I watched right. the fight. I know I watched the fight. I just don't remember the fight. Um, right. So I would have to watch the fight, watch his last three fights or something, and then I'll give you an idea. Um, I think. Chimaev is very good, but he's a very good prospect. And in my right. opinion, prospects brought to reality too quickly usually crash and burn. It happens in baseball. It happens in football. It happens in fighting, right? So let's be fair. I need I need to go back and do some Leon Edwards research. I, I mean, I have saw him get hit by Masvidal 57 times. Um, that's funny. <laughs> but, you know. Amazing. Amazing. No, you know what? So I'll just give you my humble opinion on the situation. Leon Edwards has got amazing striking. I believe he has a background in traditional martial arts and like a hint of Muay Thai and kickboxing. But he's got amazing scrambles, too. So he has everything it takes to beat anyone else but Kamaru Usman. Sure. <laughs> like yeah. anyone, anyone else, like he, I, I do believe if him and Masvidal square up, he beats him. I think he gives Wonderboy real problems, and Wonderboy has uh, been susceptible to the last-minute power punch that comes over his shoulder while what, he's trying to. You say Wonderboy? Yeah, he's been knocked out once. <laughs> no, but he's been knocked down multiple times in fights where he needed not to get knocked down. Both fights with Tyron Woodley, Wonderboy yeah. was cleared, set for a victory, coasting off into the sun with the bell. And oh, oh. in the <laughs> fifth round, Tyron Woodley. <laughs> it's it's crazy, but I. Uh, Chimaev, man. So here's what I have seen from him from the limited amount of rounds that he has. We know that his top control is nasty right and how mm -hmm. he gets you there is extremely explosive can he do that for five rounds if you're able to stuff it i, I don't you, know I but apparently probably, can. probably could but we also know now that if you stuff his takedown you're gonna have to worry about 
is striking as well. But that's something we need to see a little bit more of because right. even though that was a clean, a clean, a clean cross right to the jaw, who it knows? Was one strike, you know. Right. Like again, we didn't see him. It's not like he, he did. He threw it like a three-four punch combo, right? Like, yeah, like he like, walked him down, and punched him. <laughs> right, he walked him down to the cage, got him against the cage. The same way Khabib did, does, by the way, um, yeah. ma- making you afraid of that takedown and then hits him with the, the, the slickest cross I've ever seen, just straight yeah. through the guard and on the on the button and puts him out, right? You don't care about this, but I meant to text you earlier, and I'm sorry it has to happen on air. So the last man to beat Style Bender just signed with an MMA organization. Yeah, Alex I- Pereira. He's, he's fought MMA prior. Yeah, but it's so here's the thing. I hate when they do this type of stuff, man. <laughs> it does not matter that he's fighting this organization, right? They did this with Todd Duff, poor Todd Duffy, and Conor McGregor. As Todd Duffy made his way to the MMA, they're like, well, the last man to beat Conor McGregor will be making his way to UFC now. And I'm like, yeah, but he's still got to fight a ranked opponent. Gonna- <laughs> he has to fight seven more people, right? Like that guy... <laughs> Does he even fight at? Does he? What weight class does he fight at? Right? Is he? Is he going to fight at eighty five? You know, like where is he going to be? You know, he could fight at two hundred five for all we fucking know, right? Yeah. And the guy is great. He's a great kickboxer. Let's be fair, right? Yeah. But that doesn't always trans translate super well into MMA because you get that you get that fucking wrestler who's going to grab you by the uh, by the legs. He's he's going to get hit in the back of the head. You're going to hurt your hands and he's going to fucking take you down and maul you, right? Yeah. Like or or you're going to do what Stylebender does and sit on the outside and pick you apart. And you know, we don't know what fighter he's going to be until he actually fights in a legit organization. He's finding some yeah. he he's fighting in some IFA, feeder right? organization, right? He's fighting in a who? IFA is I think that's it. Um, I've never maybe. heard of that. One. But like it's a feeder organization, right? Like yeah. it's a feeder org. It's you know, it's it's not the PFL, it's not one, it's not Bellator, and it's not the UFC. So it's a feeder organization into one of these, right? And I, I give PFL a lot of credit there. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> like, that was I'm a great promo for them. I'm like, are they paying you on the low or something? <laughs> well, you know, I'd show up to one of your events. Um, I could be I could be an influencer there. Um, I'm gonna influence nobody. <laughs> I'm gonna show up and be like the beer guy and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna take uh, one of those on the house." He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Um, no, but, but like you're a feeder organization, right? Like yeah. that's fine, dude. I would kill to be a feeder organization in MMA because I bet you they they make crazy good deals. Oh, the promoters, the back end deals. You yeah. will not convince me when these contracts are getting bought out. When they were buying out contracts from uh, fighters for like Rumble from the World Series of Fighting, they got paid. Gaethje, Rumble didn't get paid. The, the, the Gaethje, you know, yeah. buyout. Like all these guys, yeah, man, they could be crazy. But you're you're also a feeder organization, right? You're you're yeah. the you're the double A of 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 MMA. So, but you know who sucks to be in this scenario? Bellator. I have nothing to back this up. Bellator so imagine- scooping and signing this guy, and then we'll never no, no. get the fight. No, one hundred percent. But could you imagine being Bellator Scott Coker showing up to the feeder organization? Like, I'm gonna go buy some contracts today. You see Dana walk out with shots. I'll be like, we left you some stuff in there. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm also making since we're talking about MMA, and I know we we're gonna make the obvious uh, transition to, and I, I can't wait to see what Monday's episode is gonna be like. I'm gonna make a, uh, I'm gonna make a, a call here, man, and 
since we're talking about you're jumping gonna off say that Gage, you're gonna say that Gaethje's gonna beat Khabib. No, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say we will never see John Jones go to uh, go to heavyweight. I just woke up this morning in a very sober feeling, and I was like, you know what? This is not a thing that's actually gonna happen. I just realized that, man. And I think that's where Style Bender got him the best in that little Twitter feud was when Style Bender, you know, because Jones had been saying like, you need more time to get ready for me, and Style Bender's like, you've been talking about going to heavyweight for a decade. For- <laughs> it's it's a thing that's not gonna happen. It'll never happen. But if we're gonna talk about Khabib versus Gaethje. I'm going to leave with my heart on this one, Zach. My brain tells me that Ga- Gaethje's going to walk in there and he's going to get devoured. <laughs> Dude, I don't, still- I don't want to make it. A, I don't want to make a prediction on this one. I'm I, I it really in. don't. I, and I've been very bold with my predictions in the past. I want to just sit back and relax on this one. I have no idea. Gaethje has the power to and the striking and the durability. You know, and the wrestling and the. He's a wrestler. Sure. That, it, sure. But does crazy. he have does he have better grappling than Abel Trujillo? Yes. Really? Yeah, no, so I won't say he has better grappling because Abel Trujillo is a stud. I never knew why I mean he lost this is why his career never took off, but <laughs> Gaethje has a good scramble and he's been sure. scrambling long enough but to who, give a problem. Who's the best scrambler in the UFC at the moment? It's probably we, Khabib. It's it's we probably still, fucking we, Khabib. We, we still think it's Khabib, but I'm telling you, there's a perfect way to beat him. You just have to roll a perfect 20, and you have to execute. I don't think Gaethje does. I don't think Gaethje has to roll a perfect 20 on this. I think Gaethje's path Gaethje's path to winning this is a little more broad than a lot of people think it is, right? Let's, Let me hear it. Let let's me... be fair. Khabib is, is prone to getting hit on the way in. If, if yeah. Gaethje at all can circle around the center of the cage and not against the cage, right? Not yeah. with his back against the cage. He outstrikes Khabib a hundred times out of a hundred. He sits on the outside. He hits him as many times as he wants, right? And that's essentially what his game plan is going to be coming in. Now, Dustin Poirier's game plan was the same. Conor McGregor's game plan was the same, right? And we don't know how how it works going into it, but I, I feel like Gaethje has one of those like what are the, the intangibles where it's like okay. He's the most violent guy in the most violent sport, right? He doesn't right. mind getting hit to get, you know, taking one to give one. I feel like he can, he could get in an, ex- he could bait Khabib into an exchange because I mean, Ally Quinta baited him into boxing with him essentially, right? If he, do- if Khabib does that and doesn't follow his game plan of like, all right, got to go out there, get him against the cage, any any means necessary, or get him to the ground any means necessary, and we've seen it in the past of him getting baited. Third or fourth round of the, of the third round of the Connor fight. Did, did he shoot yeah. for a takedown until the end of the round, like the last last minute or something? Right, he got baited yeah. into boxing with him. He's prone yeah. to that. Right, he has flaws, and Gaethje Gaethje striking is that. Right, he's more of a less of a a super accurate gonna hit you right on the right spot ten times in a row Connor guy, and more of a I'm gonna hit you so hard you're gonna have to rethink what the fuck is going on right now guy. So. You know what? That is 100% accurate up into the Tony fight. So Jason Perillo has done a really good job of turning Gaethje from the slobber knocker fighter that he used to. The, the I, one I may have expressed that, that, but <laughs> no, 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 his striking is very good, and he's he's a very intelligent fighter. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he no, could yeah, bait yeah. Khabib into doing the things that Khabib is prone to doing, and that's no, not a knock on him being a brawler like he used to no, be. No, 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 that's no, no, no. A, that is the game plan. 
right? No, you you are one hundred percent. Let's. I'm. I'm just. Let me propose this to you, right? You're one hundred percent. Khabib has put himself in positions where I think the only thing that's prevented from people from putting hands on him has been absolute fear. There's no denying it, right? When you look at the amount of space the strikers like Edson Barboza, Conor McGregor, Michael Johnson, Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier, they are within striking range, and there's only one thing preventing them from pulling the trigger. They're worried that he's going to do something that he has not done in quite some time. He's going to shoot the single or he's going to shoot a double leg. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have those tools in his bag, right? What it's going to be for Kevin Gaethje is going to be a lot of what you Justin. said. There's going to be so, – uh, sorry. Kevin Gaethje. Kevin. Who's Kevin Gaethje? Not like, is that's like an old guy, high school teacher? A, no, he's a, he's a guy I went to school with. I'm sorry. Oh, I was I was close. I was close. <laughs> Justin, I don't think Justin Gaethje is going to have that issue, right? What? But so he's so his lateral movement. Yes, I'm sure they've been drilling that, and that's going to be amazing. He's going to have to do something that might make him a little uncomfortable, but I think that he's able to do it. He's going to have to switch stances on the transition so he can lead with his backhand and switch to his right. So what I'm talking about is if he has to catch him across and then hit him with a jab while he's moving, he has that's to. Gonna, he has to transition yeah. from orthodox to southpaw to do that because you have to move side to side, and that's the easiest way to get lateral movement. Yeah, I, I totally understand the, the the science of what he has to do. But I feel like he has the tools to do it. If he no, can, he if he can circle to the center of the cage and not put himself in the back against the cage, shitty spot that everyone has put themselves hold in. On hold on for a second. I feel like I'm in the fucking twilight zone right now, man. This is the same exact shit I said to you and Cash when we were still working at the school with each other. You guys looked at me like I had a penis coming off my forehead. <laughs> well, you probably did that day. Um, no, listen. Like the the more. First of all, I didn't know striking the way that then the way that I do now. To be fair, right? right? And I don't. You get it. You get I don't it. know the sport. I didn't know the sport as well as then as I do now, right? I've, I've my my knowledge has has evolved immensely just just by you know proxy, right? Um, no, no, for sure. His road to victory is a very easy game plan. It's not even that hard. Well, it's on paper. It's not that hard, right? It's. From if, where we're sitting, it's not that hard, right? Because like, if you see the black ring, that that's that's the warning that you're gonna hit the fence. Yeah. Circle. <laughs> Circle. Here's, here's the crazy thing. He has so to use that's correct. There's another thing that he has to nullify, and I mean, you can't give Khabib a second to do this. So let's say the scramble leads to you being on your butt, back against the cage. Uh, your leg you have to be up. You need to be pushing. All right, so there are one of two ways to do this, and Dominic Cruz did a pretty great breakdown. You need to be already fighting Khabib's hands mm -hmm. at this point because not only is he going for your hands, that's when he's using his legs to wrap to do that Dagestanian handcuff shit. So you need to be kicking him or kicking him in the stomach, giving him everything to worry about mm -hmm. while fighting his hands you and moving your way up and holding that down right. Like yeah, to me, yeah. the to me the what my thought was is hand fighting is the correct answer. My thought is if he gets you like that, you have to hold his head down, right? Because he's yeah, gonna you, he's gonna have to get his legs out and move himself right to get out yeah, of that you gotta, you gotta hold his head down and you cannot give him room to get what khabib does really well with his wrestling is while he's doing one thing he's setting up other things he's setting up some really decent a, traps and he's going for your legs and he's a mile ahead to, of you yeah you need exactly you need to be in a place where you're already thinking my legs are up. I'm already moving. My, I'm controlling his wrist. Mm. He's not controlling mine. Mm. If he tries to switch the wrist grip, you need to hit him with an elbow mm -hmm. over under something to make him stop thinking this, this, because it's clear in my head that it's all working in numbers for a Khabib. Again, 
from my vantage point in the bunker where I'm safe from real right. Africa. No, let's, let's be fair. Right? We, <laughs> you know, we're pseudo analysts at best, right? We can... <laughs> on, our, on our best days. <laughs> right, 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 right. Eventually, we'll be paid to do this. Event. I'm positive exactly. about that. But, the, dude, I, I don't want to make a prediction, right? Because that's Gaethje's path to, to winning, but Khabib's path to winning is is just as clear, right? Oh, Do absolutely. the same thing that you do. Throw that overhand right to make them afraid of a little bit of striking and then push them against the cage, dig them into the cage, and pull and just and control his legs, right? And yeah. that is what Khabib is a literal master at doing, right? If your path of victory is the thing that you're the best at always, no matter what opponent you're against, it's very easy for you to always win. Right. And never be put in a spot where you're going, OK, well, maybe I have to go to plan B or C or he's never had to go through adversity in, in the octagon as far as I know. Right. Nope. He's dazed a little bit by Michael Johnson. Greatest know, ever do it. Absolutely. Um, scra- almost out scrambled by Abel Trujillo and then kicked in the leg once by Edson Barboza. Right. Like, l- let's yeah. be fair of what happened. Connor didn't pose any any of those issues to him. Connor's good striking. Connor's quick. Okay, that's a thing. Could be one. The that timing fight. wasn't the time. The timing wasn't there. He also no, had in two years, but it's a whole. That's beside this point thing. But no, you're right. The crazy thing about this whole situation with Khabib is, and um, so he is the best at it. It's funny. I was watching the the countdown and all the embeddeds with Santana leading up to this, and there's a reason why I stopped watching that stuff. She doesn't buy it, but I get really wrapped up into it. So as I'm watching it, I'm seeing that Khabib is clearly still mourning for his father, as Absolutely. any full son should be mm-hmm. and you want to allow him to do that but there's also that type of uh focus there where it's like he's talking to his his head coach everyone's reeling from that right they're reeling from the loss of his dad he's mm-hmm. a, a presence a powerhouse in the camp but they know what they have to do and they literally said father's plan you fo- follow the plan your father has laid out to you sure for you that has led you to victory there's another thing that i don't think could be gets enough credit for but we're going to give him the credit for it tonight which is he trains in camps where he's going to get a lot of different looks. So people are always saying things like, how did Edson Edson Barboza not land anything? Because he trains at AKA, American Kickboxing Academy, you moke. You know, there are guys in there that have been training kickboxing and Muay Thai. I'm talking about the trainers. I'm not even talking about the fighters. Their entire life. Even Mm -hmm. if Khabib physically can never do the things that Edson Barboza does. He's seen it. Exactly. There is no no one on the planet, unless you fly to Dagestan and they will refuse to work with you, right? Because because you're fighting Khabib, there is no one on the planet who fights if fights the way Khabib does. That would be easily like you could not get someone to be your to be your fucking training partner if you're fighting Khabib that fights the way Khabib fights. There are people that do it, right? I'm sure there are. Yeah. But you're not gonna get one of them to come in and you like like Connor did. It was like, oh, I got Dylan Dennis here. No, no, no. Dylan Dennis is jiu-jitsu. He's in jits, dude. Like, you would have to get fucking, you would literally have to, like, uh, who's the guy, who's the really good wrestler who's just, like, he's like, I'm a wrestler and that's it. It's all I'm ever doing. The guy who fucking uh, Ben Askren, like, did, like, an exhibition with and got smoked. Uh, I know catch wrestler. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, Olympic medalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, do you know what you said that? And that made me think of the the great Hope uh, Galepsky. Man, that fucking guy. Man. Just robbed me of my dignity in front of everyone after I hyped him Jordan up like Burrows. that. Jordan Burroughs. Yes. You would have to get 
Damian Maya for his for his control and Jordan Burroughs in the same fucking body to to have a training partner. That's the only way. The only way I'm positive that 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 happens, right? You have to get someone who is so good at everything control on the ground and and someone who's so good at just pure chain wrestling like yeah. there is there's is no one on the planet who does that so the crazy thing about it is when you think about the camp uh that khabib has come out of aka think about their three most dominant champions they've produced out of it. kane dc khabib what are all three of these guys share in common they know their path to victory and what's their path to victory wrestling kane wrestling would wrestle you and then literally beat the shit out of you in every, <laughs> every part of the transition like what he did to bigfoot will go down in history is like one of the worst ass whoopings that's ever occurred on national tv same thing with dc dc not so much with the the beating the shit out of people overwhelming people 100 yes, yes. khabib same thing but i think just like the other two he will be stopped by the superior fighter who doesn't do the dance with him now, if Justin Gaethje is that guy, it's going to be pretty amazing. I think an intelligent fighter is going to be the guy that's going to do something that's going to shock Khabib the same way Ronda's face looked when she threw that sloppy haymaker See, at Holly Holm. I don't think that'll happen because I don't know if Khabib is as full of himself as what Ronda was. Oh, what, that night? She was definitely... No, no, no. no you're right. Just, you're just right, in right. general, right? Yeah. Ronda was, and you, you saw it on, on the Rogan interview before that fight, was, I'm the best fighter. There is no one as good as me. Yeah. I am... You know, there is no one going to become close to me. There's no one who could strike as well as I can because of my judo background. And there's no one who has the takedowns and ground that I have. And, right? her, and, and then, her fake boxing and the fake box and the fake it, right, and no head movement. And then Holly yeah. Holmes comes out there and goes, "Well, you don't move your head here. Punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick. And then Ron is like, wait a second. She's not well, allowed see, to do this. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. So imagine a moment. So Khabib comes forward and someone fools himself. I don't think it'll allow that to happen no. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, he, it's not about him allowing it to happen. That's the game of the game plan of the other fighter. If Khabib's only movement is forward and he doesn't know how to step to the side with you, he's going to be pretty surprised when Zach steps to the side and he's like, hey, guess what? My jab's been waiting for you, and it's going to be here all, <laughs> yeah. all night. I get why you don't want to make a prediction, but this is a very romantic thing to talk about. You know who's starting to get on my nerves a little bit with this? But he's getting the views. He's doing the hustle. I got to respect his game. It's Chell. Chell is literally, his viewership has jumped up because people are going, they're looking for a place where they can go get some hope on an accurate breakdown. And he's yeah. false feeding the people, not falsely, but he, he's giving an honest representation of the fight, man. I don't know if, if Justin Gaethje's the guy to do it, bro. I want him to be the guy. Because I really don't care. I don't care about Ferguson versus Khabib the way other people have. I, I don't anymore either. Even though I feel bad for Ferguson. Uh, I do too. I don't, I don't know why I feel bad for him. You know, the man has done a lot of things to put himself in dangerous situations, but I did think that he was going to be the first guy to make Khabib bleed in the UFC. Cause I, I have to assume with a Sambo career as extensive as Khabib he's had, he's bled before, but I just want to go back to this Dylan Danish thing with Conor McGregor. I remember when that was a big talking point and people were like, yeah, but Dylan Danish is the great. I'm like, yeah, but that's, He's jiu-jitsu, right? It's, like it's jujitsu. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Wrestling. Like they, you, you, you make a very similar face when a black belt in jits and a sambo master grab you. You're like, no. Yeah, but I saw the sambo guy's probably a little more scary, right? Like, yeah. 
Hey, you know what? Sambo is very much like Muay Thai and Kung Fu. Like you, you can go to a Sambo gym, right? You, you can get some, use some rolls in, and they'll show you some stuff. But they're never going to show you the stuff that they show the kids sure. that they rig. They're, they're they're just not like you know the, when the UFC gym was open in Middletown, uh-huh. the the actual UFC gym, they had a Sambo instructor in there, and I walked in one day just to watch him, and the guy was absolutely amazing. But I knew that like I'm like he's not. There's more. Show There's more. Yeah. There's more. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I want all that. of it for sixty dollars a month. I want all of it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna throw it out there. Gaethje with my heart. Gaethje's gonna. He's going to coast to a, a very – not coast. He's going to fight a war to the fifth round, finish Khabib in the later rounds. Okay. You heard here first. He has made two predictions uh, for both fighters <laughs> this evening, uh, and I can absolutely, absolutely be fine with that. There's one last topic, Stevie. Let's end it on like a, a fun, casual note on the, on the way out of here. Uh, can you do the timestamp for this one? Because I'm already chuckling. Because I, I just think that this is something that you you should have been a part of in some way, shape, or form. And, and when to not see you in the comment section berating this person, not because you disagree with their politics, but just because it just seems like troll-level black belt stuff that you would do. AOC, Alexandria Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she was playing some video games, man. Just playing some uh some uh, some fall guys and actually you know what? No, it was Among Us. Among Us, sorry. It's just playing some Among Us and uh she sounded like she uh, like a normal person. Like a normal person with up to five hundred thousand people watching her on Twitch. <laughs> Which you could say a lot of things about our political system, like how we've turned them into celebrities, and you can go down that path, man. But every once in a while I forget that she's just a thirty one year old person who's yeah. probably just trying to have a good time and not everything's politically motivated so we know she plays video games right we know she plays video games she's come out and said that you know uh she's played she's plays league of legends which is a very very poor choice but um (laughs) you play league of legends no i don't i'm off of it now (laughs) that's what every addict says that my life has changed in the last two days it has (laughs) it really 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 has i've I've definitely only been just skimming uh league (laughs) and not playing it very heavily um she plays league and the I, I guess she wanted to play Among Us because it looks yeah. fun, right? It does look fun. Um, and then you know, Pokimane came out and said that she'd love to play and set up a game, and she played. And there was another politician in there too. Um, what was it? I don't remember her name. Was it Nancy Pelosi. That no, would be. Oh my god. <laughs> that's it. That's interesting. That Pokemon hit her up. She actually just got a female streamer, most popular female streamer. Some some credentials. Yeah, some act. Um, Il Ilhan Omar. I don't know how to say this lady's name. I feel. Oh bad. yes, 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 yes. yes she yes, was yes, in there uh, as well. Um, yeah. The, so she oh, was yeah. in there as well. But AOC is obviously the very is a very very popular politician to either love or hate on, on both sides uh, at right. the moment. Um. So, yeah, they were in there playing with a bunch of people. I Man, I think Doctor Lupo was in there. Um, I, I think uh, Gus Johnson was in there. He's he's always really yeah. really fucking funny. Um, so there was yeah. a bunch of people in there, and and it looks like they had a good time, right? And that's the important part. Uh, it was really promote. It was really promotional to get people out to vote. Four hundred and thirty thousand yeah. people in a demographic that generally votes fairly little um, is very very good. So yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe we'll see your stream again. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know. It's funny, man, because uh, that guy I listened to, uh, Young Ripper, uh, he actually had an interesting take on this, and I respected that. He was like, you know, hater or lover. 
she's a force to be reckoned with, right? A lot of people sure. dismissed her as like unintelligent. And I don't think, I think you're a fool to do that. I think she's very measured in her approach and sure. maybe she can't articulate the points the way that you would like her to, but she's extremely intelligent. The second thing is you're absolutely correct. Showing up and doing that, she's definitely trying to galvanize a group of people who have, I won't say they don't vote out of apathy, but maybe they just have not, they've learned that their vote is contractual, right? Sure. This your generation understands that I shouldn't have to give my vote up and be expected to give it up just because you say I should. I think it was masterful on her part, man. And I, I think she's going to continue to do more stuff like this. What was really weird was the way some conservatives, and this is where I start getting a little pissed off, man, and I turn on people, the way they reacted to this. One dude who I'm not even going to mention his name, but he's a freaking jerk off on Twitter. Uh, conservative pundit said, yeah, but she's playing with a bunch of guys who don't get laid. Or he was alluding to something like that. Imagine being a 31-year-old man playing video games. And how were they, were they talking about Dr. Lupo? Because he's the right, like, you know, that's the only guy that was that that age in that. He's the wrong guy to go after. He's the guy that raised $2.2 million for St. Jude's on Twitch last year, right? He's the guy who is the most wholesome guy on Twitch, in my opinion with his kid and his wife and and you know all of the work that he does for games and such you can't go like i don't care who the guy that said it was but you can't go after lupo as as that guy to to to, to articulate that against he's the wrong guy to do this that's that is a bad look that is a very yeah. very bad look if someone had said that and I don't was know referencing it, lupo no i don't think they were referencing lupo and that and here's what makes it even worse because they weren't they were referencing an entire group of males that sure. play video games. And this is something that's like, I want to be consistent about this, man. When we covered the deer hunter thing on Twitch, that upset me because that person lumped in a group of people, which you just don't get to do, right? You don't get to lump a group of people together and say white supremacists, white supremacists, white supremacists, right? You know, sure. it's, just a, it's a D head. It's a D move to do. Also, on the other side of that, you don't just get to make everyone look like an incel either, right? Sure. Like, there are people who actually just play video games because it is a form of entertainment, just like sports. And this is where they go and to do that. But more so to movies and to, to television, right? Like, yeah. Th it, like, gaming isn't this niche thing that some people do anymore. Everybody plays video games, right? Like, every, like, the vast majority of people play video games, whether it's casually or fucking super hardcore, right? Like, right. You know, you most of your mothers are out there playing Candy Crush on their phone. Video. They're playing video games, right? Like, that is just a fact at the moment. It is not like a good idea to marginalize a group of people like that either, right? It is a very, very large group of people. It is potentially the highest profiting entertainment industry in the United States at the moment. Right. Like, yeah, you know, that's just a bad take. I fucking, I don't even like talking about people's bad takes because they're just idiots. I can't even see the guy's tweet. I have it up on the screen. Like uh, the person that reported on it and you're right. It's not important what his name is. I'm not going to break my cardinal rule of giving this person any, uh, any, any press, man. It gets me that rattled because it shows you how disconnected that some conservatives are not some, I mean, not all, but some are from what's actually going on in the country. And then they silence the voices of people who would be involved in these type of subcultures who understand that, like, this is not just a voting market. Like, this is somewhere people meet and you want to respect it as such. Right. Sure. So that's why AOC, I mean, you have to no bullshit. If you don't know this about subcultures, you can come to the party, but never be a part of the party. Do you understand what I mean Absolutely. by that? I you know can claim exactly. 
Right. You you could you could be in the friend group and not be in the friend group, right? Like exactly. Yeah, no, I know like exactly what you mean. I know for sure exactly what you mean. Like you can go to a punk show, you can get a hundred punk shows in your entire life and never really been attached to punk culture. There's a whole argument you can have about that. You've you could have gone to raves and never been a raver, right? Never been a part of the culture. And I think the reason that someone like AOC got invited into this is because somewhere in her people see something relatable to the sense that at least she's excited about something and also she was able to take her hair down for let her hair down for a second and just play video games very important situation right sure. you show up and just have a good time and there's always going to be room for the conversation good for her i am uh, an opponent of hers but i respect her hustle i do i you, you do she was a freaking bartender that people have written off in life after three, college three years ago yeah you know what I'm saying? And like, and she won her last election easily. So that means the people in her district obviously are enjoying what she's doing, right? She, she had the she balls, elected, right? Like, <laughs> like she had the balls to stand up to Amazon. Whether you how you feel about this decision or not, first, it's, you know, freshman politician, yeah. and, she, and she had up against the, the biggest corporation state. in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, no, I think you guys are trying to screw Queens over wrong decision in my mind but hey I you know what? no i think they're all right because the, the new york city was going to subsidize like most of that building and a lot of their taxes for the next x amount of years where at, at a time where new york city needs the money right so the, I, I i i half agree with her there they could have found a different resolution i think uh and maybe yeah, done a, a smaller warehouse or maybe less subsidies but that was the issue i think is that, that they didn't want yeah, to subsidize yeah. every fucking thing that, that amazon was going to do like it's the same thing when baseball teams like we're like oh we need a new stadium and then like the Bronx is like all right Yankees will build it for you like why why they're the most wealthy team on the fucking planet dude like they're, they're building they're, themselves dude exactly exactly and dude. that's how you know yeah I understand where both sides are coming from it would have created I don't even know tens of thousands of jobs potentially um, yeah and a lot of very high paying jobs on top of the factory jobs but overall probably a good decision the only thing i really agree with that level of subsidizary for is uh any eco-friendly company that's doing has an actual resolve not psychopaths i mean an actual resolve to help for the next eight years in regards to climate change hey, these contracts are for 20 my friend these are huh? you're, you're looking at like these are 20 year contracts these aren't eight year contracts right eight year yeah, contracts yeah. and subsidies and business is nothing no, not, not the contract i'm talking about the eight year prediction by a scientist saying that if we don't reverse global warming within eight years uh, like it's, oh, it's gonna be i've been, I've been like, hearing that my entire life yeah i think those companies should get all the stuff <laughs> every tax sure cut, plus, the subsidies there, but all. like <laughs> yeah but also you guys need to pay your fucking taxes Right. You yeah. need to pay your property tax, you need to pay your income tax. And that, that's why, like, everyone gets around subsidies. Honestly, the only thing that should be subsidized in that fat in that fashion, in my opinion, is uh, is health care uh, oh. and, and like healthcare facilities like your hospital. It shouldn't be you shouldn't need a donor from, you know, no. you know, some fucking rich donor shouldn't have to donate 100 million dollars to put a new wing in a hospital. Shouldn't need a you, right. you know, they, you need a benefactor to go in to get correct. A benefactor is a, a great word. You should say, like, "Hey, yeah. listen, we need a new cardiovascular wing. It's it's you know performing at 2010, which was fantastic then, but we need to be in 2025 by next year." And it should be like, "Okay, done." Right? It's like, "Here's the money. Here's the best people on the planet to do it. There you go." Right? And that's the way that 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 should work, in my opinion. That's the only thing that should be subsidized on that level.
do you uh do you in uh, in medical do you include substance abuse and in, in that uh in that spectrum and that uh that continue yeah. you, you have to in some facet i, I can imagine right because yeah. you know and you, you we have to look at uh general mental health uh in that facet as well now right yeah. you know that is very becoming very very apparent with you know the depression and just mental illness in general um that needs to be looked at in a, in a different light than what it has been in the last and the stigmas need to be removed essentially right and that's a re-education of a of a consumer base which is very very expensive but yeah that the uh substance abuse and that need, needs the yeah i agree you know it's one thing we haven't done here in a while man and i i, I always appreciate it you spearheaded this uh if you're dealing with stuff like that, if you're dealing, feeling isolated, alone, you know, we're not trained doctors, but we are people who will listen to you. And if you ever want to just talk, hit us up in the Discord, man, play some video games. Please contact your clinician. Let them know if you're going to do any harm to yourself or anyone else. True. But that's one of the things that comes with community. I know the, uh, the stigma that came with video games. I've been alive long enough to know what they've said. I'm 39 True. now, and I've heard, I've heard it all. How it's going to make us isolation. This it's going to make us apathetic, disassociative disorders. And here's the thing that you're never going to get. But I would appreciate if someone had the balls to say it. Most of that research was based off of isolated incidents in the extreme. We see more people exhibiting no symptoms from normal life in sure. 2020. The corporate they did corporate environments, <laughs> yeah. right? And I, I think like. I'm I'm as good of a communicator as I am because of video games, right? I think as quickly as I do in certain scenarios because of video games, right? Like I've I've yeah. developed I played sports as a kid, right? But I developed a lot of those like high level communication skills that I have because I played a lot of video games with a lot of different people, right? And you have to you have to learn how to work a room essentially and and that's what you have to do in business. So you have to do in day to day life. Like I'm a better communicator because of the of video games, essentially. Yeah, and I I think it's a it's interesting that they would always have this conversation where you can't build authentic relationships Absolutely. when you're online with a game. But like that's it's there's it's no different than the everyday model of life. Like okay, so you're telling me that you have an authentic relationship with every person that you communicate with but at like, work? That's a that's a lie. What's that's a, it's an absolute, it's, absolute it's lie. It's such a lie, right? But what's the difference between? <laughs> Like, I don't understand, like, it is way more personal for me and you to go through a co-op video game than it is for me and you to go out and see a movie. Yeah, we're actually communicating, even though, right, you know, if you ever want to go out and see a movie, that's uh, that's my thing. I like to go I, see Listen, movies, I like right? to go see movies, too. I really do. But that's a good example, right? Like, yeah. listen, we may be sitting next to each other, but we're not engaging, yeah, right? Like, but when I'm, when we're walking through, like, Portal's a very good example, right? When we have to communicate to do, to get the task done, that is way more personal than going to see a movie. Yeah. And I mean, so every relationship, I mean, every friendship, relationship, whatever you want to call it, it's built off on a level of communication. And that grows outside of that realm. So you play video games with a person. You and Shane are a perfect example of this, right? You guys went to school with each other, played games with each other, and your relationship has evolved outside of just games. It's still a huge part of your friendship. But you actually have a meaningful relationship there. Sure. The accusation people would make before is that you can't develop those type of relationships with people. I'm like, how do you know that? This is a new technology. What? So how do how do you yeah, how do, yeah. what, what do you? This is I'm talking about when they had AOL chat. I'm like, how do you know these things? Of course, there are outliers, weirdos <laughs> hanging out. Sure. But that's no different than people going to a bar, right? It's yeah. the same exact thing. I can go on a whole thing about this. This is why I got my license taken away in California, and I'm no longer allowed to treat puppies. You know, it's been it's, 
it's been a great night, Zach. We, 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 we've been all over the place, man. Anyone you want to give a shout out to or say screw you to before we head out? Absolutely not. <laughs> no shout outs, no screw. No one gets so- shout outs. No one gets screamed at this episode. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another great episode of Talking with a Dad, the live stream edition, the only edition now. We want to give another shout out to the audio listeners. Thank you for that push to get us over 400 listens. Make sure you continue to click like and subscribe there. You can find us on Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Google Play. Some It's still up for some reason. Apple. Do you have this written down? Oh, my God. It's all talking with a dad. We have a website that's talking with a dad.com, all one word. But if you Google it, that'll come up as well. And check us out on IG and Facebook, where we have the Facebook page, Talking with a Dad, and the IG page, Talking with a Dad. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night. Ahoy!